and welcome to episode 101 of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me forever and always, the man, the myth, the chewed, Alessandro Bialsi. Say hello, Al. Why does one fix a sandwich? Was it broken? <laughs> On this week's episode, good trailers, bad trailers, news and nuggets, fun and games, all before diving into our flick of the week, It Chapter 2. But first, Al, what are we drinking? Um, sorry, you threw me off a little for with the the chewed. <laughs> I know that they like did pronounce it with kind of like a sharper U sound, but until that time, I always assumed it was chud. Sure. So when they first said it, he's like chewed, and then <laughs> like the way you said it, I'm like, well, I'm not chewing anything. No, nothing's chewed on me either, which would be like he's the chewed. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're drinking. Has been chewed. Yeah, Got exactly. Yeah. Um, we're drinking Southern Tears Lemon Drop Sun, which is a wheat beer brewed with lemons. Um, and actually, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that. I was like, there's not much left on the bottle. <laughs> 5.1% alcohol by volume. Nice. Um, Why the hell the, not? Well, other than that. Um, Do you I see that? Cheers? Or? It says that on the side. Why the hell not? Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> cheers. Ooh, that is like, when I opened that, I was like, holy crap, is that lemony? Um, which was, I mean, I, I, I welcome that. I really, I like lemony things and this is really tasty. It's funny because I opened it far enough away from my face after watching you have so many beers explode all over yourself Fair. Um, while we're doing this, um, that I immediately smelled something, but I couldn't quite place it. Like it like filled up the room, but mm. very subtle way. Um... It's funny because I actually don't detect a strong aroma of lemon. No? I, sh- I strongly detect just beer. Oh, like, no. I, s- I smell a straight up like lemon zest. However, it obviously tastes lemony. Um, and what I find curious about this is it tastes almost like it wants to be a shandy, but it's not nearly as sweet and it's much more bitter. Um, overly bitter. But well, let's let's give uh, let's give it a little credit because this beer is old AF. It's a little old. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying it tastes bad. It's just not what I expected. This beer was born on March twentieth, two thousand and eighteen, at six thirty six a.m. I love how it's got the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Down I to the minute. <laughs> I think I mean I've seen actual dates a, a million times, but I don't know that I've ever seen a time. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. Just to, just to let us know. I, I'm actually surprised that it has as much taste as it does. <laughs> well, the only time you have to worry about age um, affecting the taste negatively like that is when it's a very hoppy beer. It's mm, okay. been proven that the amount of time that very hoppy, especially specifically ones that have been dry hopped, um, have been sitting around, the, the aroma will start to disintegrate a bit. Okay. Um, mm. It doesn't convert it necessarily into a bad taste or aroma. It's just Just less. a lack of. Yeah. Kind of like freezer burn, um, right? It's not actually doing anything but destroying the flavor of your food. <laughs> See, I was never sure about that because isn't freezer burn bacteria? No, it's water within the food that's freezing. Well, yeah, but also I thought it was driven by some bacterial growth or something like that. Like, I know mm. if you cook it, it's safe, but I don't know why I thought Please that don't was... take our word on any of this. <laughs> We are sometimes well-researched in the things we discuss, but not when we go on wild tangents. Yeah, not on freezer burn. Definitely not. This um, is tasty. Getting, I like this a lot. Getting back to this beer, I like the beer. It's just not what I expected it to be. 
Um, I was expecting something that was like, oh, like beer brewed with lemons. I was like, oh, it's going to be kind of shandy-ish, you know what I mean? Right, and right. It's, it's definitely not that, I, um, but it is lemony and tasty. And it's I very, like it's that like, it's more on the beer side than the shandy side. Yeah. Um, and, well, now I have a lot of condensation, but it was like crystal clear and very pale when I poured it. Yeah, same. Same. Very good. With, with, a, rich, with a rich, frothy head. As yeah, like that was insane. I, Before I, I just... Uh, the, Bottle of Dawn just <laughs> squirted into my glass. I don't know what that was about. Well, I guess I was gl- lucky I, gl- I grabbed a glass that was 16 ounces um, mm. to pour this 12-ounce bottle into. So it accommodated the head just perfectly. Yeah, it totally um, filled this glass. <laughs> yes. Um, weird. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is solid. How many How many thumbs would you give this? Uh one and a half thumb. <laughs> I'm glad that you finally con- you've converted to the half thumb scale. I'm surprised that's, that's higher than I expected. That's uh, yeah, I figured I, it was going to give you one thumb. There's a. It feels to me that this beer is very drinkable, and I I really like I love lemony flavors. Um, I love citrusy flavors, especially when they're in my beer, and I I feel like I. I kind of I am curious. I would like to get one of these fresh <laughs> and taste it and see if there's a difference. Yeah, uh, but it is I, it's very good. Like if you if you were to give me like a I don't know, like I, I like Summer Shandy. I like uh what's the Traveler one? I like that one. The the um, Well, the 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 main one is just Curious Traveler. Yeah, Curious Traveler. I like that stuff, but if you were to put these up again like together, I would choose this cuz I prefer beer. Oh no, I love the Curious Traveler yeah. too much. I think I had too much Traveler. That one I own, summer. I own, I own the, our traveler. I own our traveler. The glass, um, the the curious traveler that both of us tried for the first time before having our steak for the first time together. Right, um, and which is a leader. There is, there is no pump. Yeah, uh, no, no. My glass is a twelve ounce glass. Oh, they have the. Oh, okay. They have the leader. It's like a at, standard beer glass at our, at um Arthur's though. They do the do the leader beers. Oh yeah, yeah, but when when we were drinking it, because we were sitting at the bar before we sat down to dinner, and you had, Eight Street you had Tavern. The, the normal, the twelve ounce <laughs> one with the, uh, <laughs> the the twelve ounce one with the uh, the mustache on it. I have that glass now. Um, Eighth Street Tavern with the awesome was he Scottish, Irish, Irish. I think. Irish. Th- that accent was fantastic. Yeah, cool guy. That was a gem. Very chill. Yeah, very chill. Yeah. Ch- very chill place. Um, every I'm pretty sure every third drink was on him, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, we. I didn't go to. I wasn't. I didn't go to a lot of bars there, but I would go to that one consistently. And you were usually there. Um, but it's because it was super low key. I loved that place. Yeah, that's probably one of the places that the things I miss most about living in Hoboken are the Eighth Street Tavern, the walkability of our steak, <laughs> and the sandwich place called Vito's that was like only open until like three in the afternoon, so it was very difficult to get to. Oh yeah, I remember telling someone. <laughs> Actually, because I went and scooped a sandwich there when I was walking back. To the when I was walking back to the train after uh, hanging out with you guys one weekend, mm-hmm. and, uh, I remember eating that. I was like, I think I was a little hungover. I was very tired. I just walked all the way down to the train station, and I was just sitting in the stairs waiting for the train to come in and eating a fat Vito sub. Oh, it's and, something special, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, it was good. It was real so good. good. Um, but uh, yeah, no, tra- I, I would pick the the Curious Traveler. Shandy over most lemon-flavored just beers, you know what I mean? Now, um, that pumpkin Traveler, though. Jacko Traveler fa- is... Jacko Traveler is what's up. The best pumpkin beer that's not an album. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's fair. I'll get on board with that. Uh, pumpkin beer is coming in hot all over the yeah, stores. Yeah, 
I um I haven't really been to any of the stores lately, at least not for beer purposes. Um, I'm so gonna I have to really notice. And my mom, my mom uh, said something the other day. She goes, "Did you know all the pumpkin beers out?" I was like, "Well, no, but this makes sense because it's right. September, and they uh, they usually start breaking out like the last week of August." Right. Right. Um, I'm gonna have to start are, collecting are we, sooner. I was gonna say, "Are we doing it this year?" We are. We're gonna do. We have to pick a date. But I haven't made I haven't made my beer. Do I need to make my beer for this year? You do, yeah, of course. I mean, okay, duh. <laughs> You're gonna have to make Al's pumpkin. Uh, I'll be. I'm gonna have to start collecting soon because I'm gonna be gone for two weeks in October. Oh, so, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta get them. Get them. Well, at least they're out already. And there was a the I was in one of those stores today, and there was just like there was a ton of them. So well, there's a, there's a nice solid selection out already. So I'll have to take a good. look by me and see if I can grab a few too. Especially nice. if there's one where I, especially if there's one where I can buy, like, if there's like a make your own six pack thing. I don't know if those yeah, that's the key to that. Yeah, I hope I'm I hoping that, I can do that too. Because I don't want to buy thirty boxes of beer. Well, I'm not. I don't usually contribute that much, especially if I'm going to be making a beer. But you know. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's get into some news and nuggets, shall we? Let's do it. You have more than I do, so okay. I'm gonna let you it's, start. It's funny because initially, like. When I sat down to do all of this yesterday, no, today, um, I was like, oh, wow, I really only have, like, one or two, like, things. And I, like, I thought of something, thought of something, and then, like, something popped up, and I was like, oh, the wow. The ball starts rolling. Yeah. I was the like, snowball I gets bigger and bigger as it rolls down the hill. I felt like I was going to be, like, letting you and everyone down because I only had, like, one and a half, like, news and nuggets. And a couple of mine are pretty short. Um, yeah. But, um. I mean, there are weeks when there's not huge movie news. Like, it's just, we make do. Well, that's what it is. I went and looked out for some stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't see anything, really. Um, so I guess more of this is nuggets than news, per se. But um, I'm down with nuggets. Uh, let's start with a new. Um, okay. Did you see the reactions from the Toronto Film Festival for Knives Out? No. Why? That movie, was that something that we saw, like, a trailer or a teaser for a long time ago that we were excited about or read about? Uh, both. Uh, it's the Ryan Johnson movie that's yes. coming out soon. I yes. think it's in, it comes out in November. Um, Tell so me they, about these reactions. They debuted it, and like as strong, nearly as like the Joker reaction. Ooh, um, it's okay. just not. That's... It's just not getting spread as widely because it's not. It didn't come in with the same type of hype and expectation. Sure. You know what I mean, like yeah, yeah. people who like Ryan Johnson were hyped for the movie, but like it didn't have the same mass excitement. Um, and also, there's the people who just hate him, um, which go fuck yourselves. But um, yeah, no, it came out really strong. Like already, some of the advanced reviews, like actual reviews, are out. So I read some of them. They're all like spoiler free. Like the one on IGN was out. The one on um, the AV Club was out. So um, yeah, that's awesome. Very, what it, oh, can you give us a, a quick taste of what the movie is again? Because I I completely forgot. I know I was excited for it when I heard about it the first time. So it's like kind of looks like Clue meets. Um, Murder on the Orient Express. That's in, right. In America, and looking like it's a more of a slapstick comedy at times. I love a good murder mystery clue. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, Daniel Craig, Lakeith Stanfield, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, um, <laughs> Tony Collette, um, Anna de Armas, a few other people. Yeah, that's that's gonna be good. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's getting rave reviews just about unanimously so i'm pretty when does it come out Uh, i think the end of november okay Um, awesome yeah and it's like yeah i I guess whatever because i remember when i saw it i was like oh this looks like 
like kind of goofy and like right. not the type of thing I'm expecting from him after I never saw Looper. I've seen some clips. I'm familiar enough with it. Um, I did see Brick, which was the thing that put him on the map, kind of. Obviously, I've seen sure. his contributions to um, Breaking Bad, um, the, the Last Jedi, which we loved. Um, but this was not what I was expecting it to be because I was like, oh, this looks like it's like a goofy, like, whodunit comedy. That doesn't really seem like his thing from what little I know of him. And apparently, it's great. Like, it keeps, like, turning the thing over on its head and over on its head, like the whole like construct of those like whodunit like movies. Yeah. And like it jumps between like being serious with it and being like that kind of slapstick stuff, so It is the scene where they're running from room to room with Tim Curry and Clue. Yeah, the the whole trailer <laughs> looks kind of like that. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that can't be the whole movie, but Oh uh, I, I love yeah, I love a good whodunit. I this wasn't necessarily like a good movie, but it was entertaining enough. I watched um that I think it's called Murder Mystery on Netflix. Oh, uh, was it the uh, Adam it Sandler called. one? Yes, whatever that one was called. That's what I watched, okay. uh, and it was entertaining enough. It was very, it was silly and it's stupid. He's actually the movie's very funny. He's the worst part of it, really? <laughs> which is annoying. He's his character is very frustrating, and I don't like him. But uh, I like Adam Sandler. I just don't like that the character he's playing. And uh, it it was very silly. But uh, spoilers for that movie, which it doesn't really matter. At the end of it, after all is said and done, they uh, because their vacation was ruined, they get their they get their vacation extended and paid for, and they get they're given train tickets. They go onto the train and they pan out, and it says Orient Express on the train. Boo! Yeah, Boo. <laughs> I knew I knew you were gonna react that way. <laughs> when I saw it, I just went. <laughs> the one thing I will say that's a little bit funny about what you're saying about that movie is, considering he's been criticized for almost a decade now for all of his movies being just excuses to go on vacations, paid vacations with his friends. Yeah. The fact that he made a movie about going on a paid vacation with yes. his friends is pretty incredible. Brilliant. So. Brilliant. That is the, like the <laughs> ultimate finesse. Yeah. If you're mad at him, you're just mad because you're not at him. <laughs> um, so, stepping back for a second, you said Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, you said Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul Season 5 wrapped. Oh, did it officially and wrap? Okay. It, it wrapped, and they posted this awesome picture, and it is it is Saul Goodman behind his desk with the it, it, the desk and office that you're familiar with from Breaking Bad. Yeah, with the Roman columns and the, yeah. was it, was it the <laughs> constitution just, behind them or something like that? I think so. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, like because you, you know that just like how close we are. And yeah, you can I, you can sense it getting closer, especially with, with uh, Mike Foley working for Gus and Lalo on the right. board now. And um, him kind of finally, like, saying he's going to change his name and become Saul Goodman, like, permanently. You know it has to be getting there. Soon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm excited. Do I don't know. I, I didn't see a date on when it's coming back. Uh, the What I've consistently heard is that they haven't dated it yet, although I would have wondered with the rap if they would have dated it then. But um, to my knowledge, I think they've just said sometime in, like, the spring or summer of next year. Uh, okay, I wonder if there's anything, if it has anything to do with the movie coming out, um, the timing of it, and the the lack of discussion on whether it's the final season or not. Yeah, they but. haven't said whether it's going to be the last, um, which is odd, because I feel like they've repeatedly said this one won't be the last up until this past season, and they didn't say anything beforehand, and then obviously within a week or two of it airing, they said that 
oh, we're, we've been renewed for another season. So, like, you knew then. Right. But the first three seasons, like, after the first, like, two, they're like, the third season's coming out, um, and there'll be a couple more, but we're not sure how many. You know what I mean? And originally, they had said it wasn't going to be longer than Breaking Bad, but by season, this will now tie Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if by episode count, if it might be below it. Oh, I, that's a good I, point. I don't remember how many episodes have been in each of these seasons. I know Breaking Bad started with a six-episode season, or an eight-episode right, season, right. whatever it was, and then it was the standard like 12 or 13 for a couple of seasons, and then the final season was, what, 16 or 18, and they split it and did it half and half. Yeah. In the way that well, AMC AB action. Yeah. Although, for if you're going to do an extended final season, I'm actually okay with it for that. Oh, yeah, if, if it's going to be good. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> 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 um, in, in all cases, quality over quantity is an uh, important factor, um, which I will have more on that uh, with one of my nuggets later on. Hit so. me. Ah, what's next? Oh, are we, are we done with this? Yeah, we're done with that. Okay. Um, so, okay, <laughs> let's go into that nugget then. Um, are you familiar with, I imagine you have to be, because I remember seeing a million commercials on TV, and then I've also seen stuff online too, and I know you obviously don't watch standard TV with commercials much anymore. Um, are you familiar with this show, The Boys, on Amazon? Yes, came I'm familiar couple, with it. I haven't seen it. Came out a couple of months ago, um, and when it first came out, I had no idea what it was about. And then I like finally like so I was like, oh, it's kind of like a superhero show, but it's like kind of pushing back on the idea of superhero shows mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And um, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. And I like Carl Urban, who's one of the leads on the show and all that. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll get to that eventually. Uh, but I haven't really felt any rush to get to it. Um, and me and Dominic started watching it the other night, and we ended up watching the first like five episodes. Together. Nice. Um, but it's only I like when that happens. It's only an eight episode season, so I finished watching it last night. Um, and it rem- as soon as I was done, I was watching. I was like, man, if only the Marvel Netflix shows had done this, where it was only six to eight to maybe even ten episodes per season. Because yeah, when the story was over, it was over. It was perfect. There wasn't any bloat. In this, nice. I mean, like the the show isn't perfect. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, yeah. but the execution was the execution was, yeah. from like start to finish. In the sense of they told a story, and they never felt like they were padding out the runtime. Right. Um, is really a nice thing. Like it, it, it honestly left me wanting slightly more. Although by the time it was done, nice. it was like okay, like that was a good place to wrap the season. But like they probably could have found some excuses to add another episode or two if they had wanted to during the course of it just through but each episode felt good as a standalone despite the fact that it is one cohesive story like it's not like, yeah like a serialized thing like that but you could um, enjoy like a, a one-off if you want yeah like there was there was enough if they had added another episode or two or did like a bottle episode or did a like a like like a one-shot like character piece like episode yeah. um but instead they cut it up into Here's a flashback sequence. Here's an episode yeah. with a couple of flashback sequences across it that, you know, thematically fits with all of it. You know what I mean? Right. Rather than Morgan eating cucumbers. Yeah. They, they broke it up. <laughs> Got know, it. Here's, here's a bottle sequence. You know what I mean? <laughs> or a bottle, like, A, B storyline, and A is a bottle and B isn't. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's basically the premise. I don't want to get too spoilery with it, but... The yeah. very beginning premise of it, just for anyone who's not familiar or for you if you're not as familiar with what it's actually about. It's in a world where, picture if all of like the MCU existed and it evolved to the standpoint of 
they took the, what Disney's doing with the commercialization of the superheroes, but they actually had the real superheroes working for them. Because mm. this company, like, doles out the superheroes around the U.S. to solve all sorts of crime problems. There was, you know, there's, at one point there's a negotiation with a mayor from a city who says, hey, we don't have any of your superheroes. How much is it going to cost type of thing? We have our crime rates out of control, blah, blah, blah. Um, right. So you kind of see behind that, like, nitty-gritty stuff. But they take fictionalized accounts of some of the actual heroic things that their heroes do, and they make them into movies and TV shows and stuff like that. So it's like... That's kind of cool. Integrated that whole thing. <laughs> it's a really cool idea. But that's not actually what the show is about. What it's about, the boys, uh, are this group of mostly guys um, who, for different reasons with especially a couple of the members have very strong direct reasons to get involved with being the watchdog over these superheroes because they operate above the law. It's Mm. the worst possible outcome of where the whole civil war debate came from where it's like, Hey, we don't have, we're unchecked, blah, blah, blah. But all of the superheroes, because they're run by this gigantic corporation, doesn't have anyone pushing back as, like, the conscience. Right. The only times they exhibit conscience is when they basically draw too much heat. Um, Interesting. So two of the main people who are loosely become the boys, they're not actually, like, officially, like, like they don't have, like, jackets with, like, that, like, emblazoned <laughs> on it or anything. Um, oh, that's right, because DC didn't, they didn't do a DC movie. Exactly. Um, yeah. So the two, at least two of the group have directly had their lives negatively affected by superheroes and not purely as like collateral damage it's pretty black and white that they have grievances you know what i mean okay um so a couple of them decide that they want payback and there's other people who are kind of like-minded to them and so it turns into this whole thing where they're starting by going after one specific hero who did something bad um and their scope starts to broaden over the course of it um and it makes this interesting interplay because, like, there's different levels. If, if anyone's familiar with, like, the way, like, European soccer works, there's, like, different levels of heroes who work for the... Vought is the, co- the corporation that, like, runs the whole thing. So the Seven is essentially, like, the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, the highest tier of the heroes. But there's other lower tiers as well that, like... Like, the Seven gets, like, feature films and, like... Right, the other right. ones get, like, the Netflix show type of thing. Or, <laughs> like... Whatever, like one of them was like Haley Joel Osment uh, plays when he was like a younger kid. His kid was like, it was kind of like a Doogie Hauser thing, but the, his character was like worked for police stations, and he was like a thirteen-year-old <laughs> boy who could read people's minds just by touching them. Amazing. So they show like a commercial, and the the there's he sits down in like an interrogation room. He goes, "It's like, listen, you know, it's okay." He's talking to the and he touches the guy. Like it looks like he's comforting him. And he goes, "This is the rapist." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I was picturing it uh the forgetting Sarah Marshall uh whatever that whatever her show is in the end credits when she's talking to animals. Oh, crime scene scene of the crime. Oh no, you're talking about the uh the the yeah, the fake one at the end of Yeah. I forget what it was called. Uh, me, <laughs> yeah, where she could read the dog's mind or whatever. With Jason Bateman's her partner. Yeah. Oh my god. But um Whoa 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 <laughs> Um, I found the drop sh- it, drop it. <laughs> I found the show interesting because it's a very unique 
structure in mm-hmm. that they're parodying superheroes and all of the stuff that's around superheroes, both like kind of quote unquote on the page as well as in our world. I guess this is actually it's based off of a comic series itself. Oh, um, okay. In which they do that as well, where it's kind of supposed to be like a self-parody of superhero tropes and all that sort of stuff. Sure. So there's a couple of wink-wink, like, nod jokes, like, at the expense of superhero stuff to begin with. Um, gotcha. All of the main superheroes are, like, exhibit, like, the worst of, like, the things that you make fun of, like, the actual super... Like, all of the jokes about, like, Aquaman, they have someone who's basically Aquaman in it. And <laughs> he is guilty of all the things that people have made fun of him for, like, the more ridiculous runs of his, like, on DC. Like, uh, the whole thing with him being friends with the fish and all that, and that being mm-hmm. all he's useful for. Like, oh, yeah, I couldn't ever join the military, but I'm glad that we're doing something with the Navy now, because... <laughs> 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 you know, it turns into this whole thing, and he's, like, a complete, like, doofus. Um, nice. um So a lot of that stuff is funny. It's... It's really not what I expected, both from an Amazon show and from a show about superheroes. It's super dark at times. It's really funny at times. They find a way to mix or flip-flop between the two things. There's a scene very early on in the show that is super dark, and yet I like laughed involuntarily because it's so ridiculous, which I don't want to spoil because it kind of sets up the whole rest of the show. Um, it's actually super raunchy at times. <laughs> like, oh my god! There's like full on sex scenes, and some of them get super weird when you get starting involving superheroes, and especially okay. su- superheroes with normal people having sex. Um, gotcha. It's very irreverent, both about the material itself and just in general. Um, the only kind of like downside I would say is that like sometimes it kind of strays a little oddly. I won't say that like. Like I was saying, there's no real bloat. Uh, the where where it sh- the main thing that I found that it strayed with, um, a little oddly, it all ended up fitting narratively, but like it felt like like kind of thematically what they were going into and examining, they needed to kind of like go all in or like not do it at all because kind of leaving it half-assed the way it was was kind of confusing. It kind of turns it into this kind of like religious like thing where like it's not all the heroes, but like they start to conflate the whole. Like Middle America, um, like fundamentalist, like Christians, and how that ties into like American exceptionalism stuff. Because mm. um, the main superhero is named Homelander, and he's basically a cross between Superman and Captain America. Sure. But, like all of the like, but if like Superman and Captain America like exhibited all the things that like Ben Affleck's Batman was afraid of with Superman type of stuff mm-hmm. but then it turns into okay. this whole like religious cult thing too and it's like there was something that could have been really interesting there that i felt like they didn't go far enough right with, you know what i mean do you think they might come into that in later seasons or it's is it- possible because the last point that they ended on with when they were really talking about that directly was left a little bit open-ended with one of the main characters where like because that person when they kind of come find out some of the things that are going on behind the scenes they don't that they didn't know originally um it like it leaves them have to recontextualize the whole like fabric of their own existence you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like they just kind of left off with like a, i don't know where i stand now without a definitive like that person takes actions in the finale that show where they're headed but like it like from the perspective of like the philosophical problem that that person had um but I feel like they needed something more definitive there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I, I would actually be surprised if they don't 
choose to pursue it any further, uh, at least not from like a serious like core standpoint of the show, because I don't know how the, the time and space and like the pause, like the physical pause that have been created would make sense to jump back into it. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, that's really like kind of the only down note to it. It wasn't, and it wasn't like it didn't ruin the experience because what was going on from a plot standpoint all wrapped up sufficiently and it all like made sense what was going on um it's mm. just like like it all kind of comes to a head at this like big festival thing but then like if they just kind of ended it there it would have been like okay but then they kind of kept going on with like the philosophical part of it and then gotcha. they don't give you good closure there um but other than that i thought that it was really um like the cast was really good even though it's mostly lesser known people or not known people like Carl Urban is one of the leads. He's obviously somewhat famous. He's kind of yeah. He's he's well known. He's playing I, he's playing to type. He was interesting. Um, and there's a couple of other people who are fairly famous. Like Elizabeth Shue is in it. She's one of the main characters. There's a couple of people who I like recognized or Dominic recognized, but not anyone else super famous other than that. I'm I'm definitely interested in watching it. I, I had it on my radar. I just uh, there's plenty of other things that I'm watching right now. But like eight episodes is a nice. Yeah, are they hour long or? Yeah, they're hour long episodes. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, so I want to get into a couple trailers here. Uh, the first okay. one's gonna be really quick. This is a a micro nugget. Um, when you see, did you get to it in time for trailers? Yes. Okay. Did you get to see Tenet? Yes, I finally got to see it. Cool. Um, that was, that, was really one of my, that was one of my nuggets. Oh, uh, just that you saw it, or did you have something about it? Yeah, no, that I finally got to see it. <laughs> I, well, I wasn't sure if it was exactly the same thing because I know I had seen, I had read something about it the first time, like that it was like, it was like actually aired or whatever. And then mm. when you had said it, it sounded like there was less in what you saw than what I had heard. And then what I like ended up seeing, I think tracked with what I had originally heard about what was in the whole thing. It felt it this him. felt a little longer. I, I'm now I am curious. The other it ended kind of abruptly. Yeah, I when mean, I it's still it the very first short. Time, I thought that was part of it. But uh, maybe maybe it was actually cut down accidentally or on purpose. I'm not sure. But yeah, this was there was like just a few more clips after the like I had just said. I think in the original thing that I saw, it was like looking through like that uh, that glass with the mesh in it, and they were like bullet holes in it, and he like looking at it, and then walked to the next one, looked at, it, and that was it. And this time there was like a few scenes after that. Yeah. So this one that that was on here that sounds like you saw it as well was what I had originally read where it shows a couple of other mm. very quick cut scenes of other things going on. Still not very much to tell you what it's about, right. but um, Isn't that great. It's like him breathing, like he... breathing through some like, like gas mask thing, yep. right? With like, and there was like something with like them out on like the streets, like he's in tactical gear or something like that. And lots of upside down camera work. Yeah. yeah there was yeah. a little bit of that too. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's amazing how uh, he's just, I mean, he's got his fan base, and, like, you just see that, and that's just enough. Like, you're just like, I, yes. Like, I don't care. Like, give me the movie. <laughs> it's not done. I'll watch it. Just give me the movie. <laughs> no, no, let him finish. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be great. But um, the one that I was going to talk about was, uh, so, I had read before going into seeing it that there was a, a Birds of Prey trailer. Oh, uh, yeah. It is barely a teaser, but yes. it's, um, and I was like, oh, and then. They did the whole thing like they they kind of trolled you a little bit. If I'm not sure if they did that for you as well, where like the trailers ended, it then played the like the whatever like the Cinemark marquee thing is like where they say like you know like welcome to Cinemark theaters and all that stuff and like go get a Coke and like <laughs> you know all that stupid stuff. 
And then the movie starts. That's how it always goes. But after that, they showed the balloon. But then they showed DC. And I was like, this is not a DC movie. What's happening right now? Why are the lights still not fully off? <laughs> and, then, and then it was like this weird Birds of Prey teaser. And I just, it was over really quick. I was like, what, what was this weird thing they just did? It was just so that she can say, I'm tired of these clowns. Like, I get it. I get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. But um, uh, you're right, it right. was just, it just seemed dumb. And Yeah, I mean, it was worth, like, kind of a forced chuckle, but overall, it was a little bit cheesy. I'm just a little, I you just know that this is probably going to have, like, a, a large marketing campaign, just because that's how they do things, and there's going to be, I'm going to see commercials for this movie over and over again. It's coming As, out sooner than I realized. When is it? It's this year? Um, Or I think it was, like, maybe January or February. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. But still, I'm just like, what? Whatever, just is this? Can this movie be any good? I mean, it can't because be, it can't be worse than Suicide Squad, right? It just feels like it might just be Suicide Squad. Like it can't be worse. I guess it it can't be worse. You're you're right. You're right. I'll give <laughs> well, for, you that. For one thing, they I think they made it start to finish. It was one director. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Um, what what's her name was heavily involved. Actually, is she directing it? Is Margot Robbie directing it? Oh, I don't know. Is she? Did she co-write it? Like uh, I think that she was more heavily involved with the actual... Was it because she wanted to be? Or was it because she was like, I am contractually obligated to do this movie. Please don't make it as bad as you're about to make it. <laughs> I mean, it, it might be both. Hmm. Okay. Um, she did not direct it. And also, she didn't write it. Maybe I lied. I could have swore she was a big part of this. I feel like she's writing or directing something that's coming out. Too, and maybe that's why I thought that this was what it was, um, but I don't know. I just feel like it from what I've from what little I've heard. I thought that she was. Oh no, sorry. Um, well, she's she's producing it. Okay. So I know she was she was part of the like management. involved in some. Way. I know she was part of the management and like selecting of like who was gonna make the movie. Like I knew she okay. was a part of like the actual like important people in the movie. Well, that's um, fine because she was the only character that actually worked. But I think I was also squad. confused. She's ex- she's executive producer on Gotham City Sirens. That's what I think. Mm, why I was okay. confused. Um, so I don't know if she's maybe writing and directing that one then. Maybe she, so. She has an interest in the space then. Yes. Well, that's that's good. And like I said, uh, the only character that actually worked in Suicide Squad that felt like the character. Yeah, I thought she did a good job. I yeah. thought some of it was some of her stuff was cheesy, but that's probably oh, yeah. not on her. I, I agree. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I just don't care. Like, it's going to be one that I probably wait to see what the reaction to it is before sure. I see it. The problem for me, though, was, like, it was, we haven't heard anything really, like, haven't seen anything about it. This is the first not, time we're seeing something about it. And then when we see it, it's just set up to be a bad joke because it, the timing is right. Yeah. And I was just like, Ugh. it was very cringy. Yeah, I don't but, uh, know. I mean, it was such a short teaser that I don't have an opinion yet on what like the actual movie looks like. Oh no, for sure. But that that whole the whole setup was just it was very bizarre. And then when when it started, I was like, "What is happening?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> is there was a weird. bunch of trailers before this one, and I feel like I'd seen a couple of them before. Mm-hmm. I know it's funny because I was I went to see it with my sister and who has been on the show a couple times and um, and her boyfriend and. Um, we were walking into the theater about 10 minutes or maybe a little less before, like, the trailer started. Sure. And we were walking in, and there was actually, like, 
you know how they do like one of those like trailers that's part of the whole thing. I always forget what the name of the thing is that thought like what's M- Maria Menounos like that whole thing that she yeah, does yeah. before the movies. Newbie. There was some what? Newbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there was they were doing some like I don't know if it was a sneak peek or something like that at some horror movie there. And as we're walking in, she's like, "Are all the trailers going to be horror movies?" I was like, "Well, yeah. Like it's it's a horror movie. Like they mm-hmm. probably mostly will be." And there was like eight or ten trailers or whatever, and probably six of them were horror movies. And then there was like yeah. the Birds of Prey one, and there was um, that really bad one with Tenet. deep underwater. <laughs> oh my god! I was laughing at that thing. I was oh my! God, it looks so at that bad. Trailer. The cast yeah. is like super odd. Like yep. like just like a random like assortment of people. I don't know what they're doing with with. Um, I almost called her Kristen Bell. Uh, <laughs> Stewart. Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Um, because it feels like they're trying to do like a Ripley thing, but like yeah. Ripley crossed with like I don't know Ellen DeGeneres or something like I, because she's got like bleach blonde hair. Yeah, but it's like buzzed, and like it just seems like the timing of the movie was like I feel like that that's the that was like the look uh, for her character in Charlie's Angels, and they were just like, well, we need to shoot this around that, <sighs> and then, like T.J. Miller's in it, and like why. <laughs> Um, you you can't take him seriously. I mean, no. But granted, he's also not trying to be serious. I don't think. No, but uh, what's her name? I who I actually like, um, and the little bit of stuff that she was one of the few redeeming qualities of um, Iron Fist. Um, and I'm struggling to remember her name right now. Um, mm. That the one actress who actually got lines outside of those two. Um, Oh, in the in the trailer, I, yeah, yeah. I don't remember enough about the trailer. I just remember that she, I was she like, was oh, the one. She played she played Colleen Wing in Iron Fist. The, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in that. Um, yeah, I was just. It looked, it looked. It looked. It looked cheesy and bad. Me, this movie, and when someone when when it shows T.J. Miller getting dragged under the water, and he goes, "They're dragging me underwater," as they've been slowly flashing the letters. Oh my god. Up, for the, the title, fact and you could that they it did called. it one letter at a time, and it took twenty minutes, I was like, "Okay, like I, it's Wheel of Fortune. I got it an hour ago." <laughs> Worst game of Wheel of Fortune ever. And then when he screams, "They're dragging me underwater!" I was like, "You can't say that in the trailer. Oh. You can't say that in the movie." Like I love the Family Guy joke about like, "Oh, he said it." You yeah, know what I mean? this is the clear and present danger. Yeah, <laughs> these drugs are a clear and present danger to our society. Um, I I love that but after that trailer it already looks super cheesy you can't do it you can't have him say it so be in the trailer it shouldn't be in the movie at all so bad I was like come on (laughs) so did you see the Dr. Sleep trailer yes Uh, which uh, that one we've already seen before right that version of the trailer like that's like the full Uh, first full trailer that came out a while ago you had watched it a while ago and we mentioned it but I hadn't seen it at that point Oh, okay, but I, I think it's the same one that was originally mm-hmm. debuted. It's um, just like now, like wide release in I was mainstream like, trailers, I guess. I was like, oh, that that makes sense. Stephen King movie, yeah, Stephen, other sure. Stephen King movie trailer, like that's now, can, cool. Whatever. Can you give me the recap on? Have you read a Stephen King book? Uh, I have read The Shining, which is obviously the one before Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep is okay. a, direct, a direct sequel to The Shining. Right. Um, and, so, you the, and you didn't see the full Shining movie, though, right? Uh, I have seen very little of the movie. Um, and from what I can understand, uh, it diverges in pretty substantial ways. Like, the kind of... The core concept is quite similar, but it dramatically changes the actual details, I think, from what I can understand. Okay. Um, having not seen the movie, but just read about it. Um, 
So I don't know if this movie is going to be a faithful adaptation of the book, or sure. if it's going to be like a real a faithful sequel to, sequel to yeah, the movie. Yeah. Or, or I'm going to gather gonna try that. And do, if it's going to try and like straw like stride between the two, like I don't know. like kind of bring it back around almost. Yeah, like try to be yeah, the bridge between the two like mediums. I'm I'm not sure. Um, did you did you find the trailer to be interesting? Yeah. Um, okay. It makes me want to see the movie. Because I know the movie is considered very good, but I also know that it diverges substantially. And I did really like the book, um, despite it probably being too long. But that's really no, nothing new for uh, Stephen King. Um, mm-hmm. The the book it was like a thousand pages long, which is why it was split into a two part TV movie and a two part actual movie. Right, right. Um, the Shining, the book was like seven hundred fifty eight hundred pages long or something like that. Okay. Um, I I assume Doctor Sleep was rather long too. I think. I got. I think I bought the the book digitally on like the Kindle app. Okay. So I think it came with a preview to like the first chapter of Doctor Sleep or something like that. So I think I read the first chapter, but I haven't read the whole book. It is kind of something I was interested in getting to eventually. I just haven't really okay. picked up any novels in a while. So I I gotta say, so like I I'm watching the trailer and there's something weird about it. And Kim kind of Kim. Fi- figured it out with a, a few quick words so we were watching the trailer and i'm just like and i'm like weirdly interested but something's not sitting right i'm like i'm interested and what i realized after the fact the thing that was was getting me was was bringing back the music from the from the shining and playing it's it's a it's like a very creepy very specific sound okay and they play it at certain parts of the trailer and i think that's what was really getting me because it was it was bringing me back to seeing it for the first time and like I I enjoyed watching it the first time I watched it, and I and I I love I love music like that in a movie, like just that that's like super iconic. Where when you hear it again, you're just like, oh, it's from that, <laughs> you know. And yeah. I think that's what was getting me excited. And she goes, I turned to her, I was like, I really want to rewatch The Shining before seeing this. And then she goes, Yeah, but that doesn't look good. And then I <laughs> don't, it dawned on me, and I was like, She's right. And I rewatched the trailer again, and I don't know what it's like. It just seems like a weird thing that's built in the same, like, as a sequel to what I had pre- what I had seen. So I was like, it just seems very strange to me, like, what's going on here? And maybe maybe it'll be different if I know the whole story or if I read it or watch it. But well, I think, right now, I think it doesn't I can look give you, good. I think I can give you the blurb about, like, what it's about. Okay. Um, from what I remember, so I think there was, in addition to, like, the preview chapter, I think there was kind of, like, a more longer form, like, not like a... Like the IMDb like thing that says you know the, a movie about blah 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 that's like one sentence long like it was a little bit yeah. more substantial than that I think from the what I remember because this was a couple of years ago the gist of it is that he starts to try and seek out other people who have similar gifts to him mm-hmm. because he knows that he's not alone I, I don't know if that was the case in the movie but I know it was in the book that like the groundskeeper or whatever of the hotel has the same gift as him or mm-hmm. at least very similar but he's got a much lesser version of it like when they meet he's like he recognizes it as is it in the kid is it Danny is that his name yeah um he recognizes it in Danny like oh wow he's got it like strong and he's like I kind of just got it a little bit like whatever um so he kind of tries to mentor him a little bit in the very short time that he has or whatever and then the book takes on as it goes or whatever so i think that Danny tries to seek out a couple of other people who have the same gift or whatever. Okay. That's... As, a, as, a, as an older person, 
because you see in the trailer he meets with the girl and he's trying yeah, to yeah. explain to her I think he's trying to like kind of like mentor her because she has the gift as well and at the same time someone or something I think undertakes a plot to start hunting down people like them right so I think that's what it's about I think what what I'm not liking about it is the the creepiness of the shining and like the I think it has to do a lot with the the close quarters setting of it like it's a very it's in a very specific location and it's like it's it's a it's very small scale and I think by blowing it up into a larger scale it's losing for, for me it's losing what made it kind of creepy and interesting well the, from what I can tell it's not supposed to be the shining again it's supposed I know to be that an entirely different story with entirely different themes really but about- but expanding the scale though actually take for me takes away from the way i pictured the the first part of the story i i guess i I think they're just trying to tell an entirely different story in the same universe you know what i mean sure um so i like i wouldn't i would never have approached this movie with that mindset that you're setting out with it Mm -hmm. because like it doesn't like i don't know that i'd want to watch the shining again you know what i mean like Mm. the movie is the movie if you're gonna tell another story like you're not gonna like is he gonna be trapped in like an office building now, you know what I mean? Like, like what? Oh no, I, 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 I'm more along the lines of I didn't even know until you had told me the first time we brought this up. I didn't even know there was a sequel. And it's relatively recent. The book only came out maybe five or six years ago. Okay. Hmm. Anyway, I'm gonna rewatch. I'm gonna rewatch the Sh- the Shining before seeing this. Um, yeah, I'd I like. Think I would, I'd I would... like to read them, but I, it, that's I'm I'm slow. <laughs> <laughs> Was he? Was he slow? <laughs> <laughs> Was he slow? Oh, man. That's a shame. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> this, this movie. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to... I'm going to pull up the IMDb page because I just want to read this real quick. This is the their synopsis. A young boy in Hitler's army finds out his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. If you read that, that is not what this movie is about. <laughs> nope. Not really. <laughs> And I don't really like. Do they had? Do they have to boil it down to a sentence? And that's. It sure seems like it. And uh, it's although more... I feel like I feel like you could find a way to shoehorn in the phrase. Also, the boy has an imaginary friend named Adolf Hitler. Right. Um. I feel like you could find a way to shoehorn that into the sentence because it is... it's a pretty important fact. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And oh, uh, who is played by Taika Waititi? Who is directing it? Right. But he's playing Adolf Hitler, casted as Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah. um, it's great because like they when he first flashed up, I was like, "Oh my god, is that Taika Waititi as Adolf Hitler?" It sure is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so, if you haven't seen this trailer, I suggest you take the few minutes and just go watch it uh, before coming back here. Because there's one thing I want to point out from the trailer that it's just so funny to me: uh, the We Can Be Heroes in German. Playing oh, in yeah. the background is just fantastic. <laughs> well, it's great because it's like a riff on that joke that we've discussed in the past on the show, and it's been a thing for a long time, right? Where you take an already established song and then you do like a weird cover, especially a slow cover of yeah. the song. Um, and instead, they just did a cover of it in German. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like this we- very bizarre, like Hitler youth, and but like kids up to their shenanigans as little nazis and it's 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 so bizarre i went through so many confusing thoughts during i had to rewatch parts of it twice because i'm like i wasn't sure if they were doing that thing where it's like 
at first, if it was like one of those things where like all the kids who are Nazis in the Hitler Youth, I was wondering if they were supposed to be like infantilized versions of actual Nazis, or if they were supposed to be like Hitler Youth who were being groomed to be Nazis. Right. Because some of the things they were talking to and around them and between them with was very adult. So yeah. I didn't know if they were doing one of those things where it's like, like you know, like 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 the baby Looney Tunes thing. At first, yeah. I thought that's what it was, maybe, which probably would have worked as well, honestly. <laughs> right, that's the sequel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and then there's like, there's Taika Waititi running around, like prancing around, in fact, yeah. as Adolf Hitler. And I had to rewind that a couple of times because, like, why is Hitler being goofy and at a at a Hitler Youth camp? Right. Like, Comes and delivers a speech, sure. Actively participating in teaching these kids at a camp, what? And then like, someone, then like there's when he's not even on screen, there's a cutaway to a like almost a throwaway line about how I used to have a imaginary friend, and then I had to rewind thirty seconds later I had to rewind back to that. I was like, oh, so Hitler's not right. real? Right. Okay, <laughs> that makes more sense. Still, what? Because like, because then he's like in the kitchen like carving up like a Christmas ham or something yep. like that, and I was like. What the fuck is going on? It's is this a story about bizarre. Hitler's son? And but instead he's like the picture of like a nuclear family, but in Nazi Germany. What the hell is it's happening? So it's so strange. And if you if you've gotten this far and haven't stopped to watch it, please just watch it. It's so worth it, and I can't wait. It's so confusing. <laughs> it's gonna be so silly though. Like I don't feel good about laughing this hard about a Hitler centric movie. It's gonna be funny though. It's one of those very rare things like where like Mel Brooks did it, and then like. A hundred years ago, like Charlie Chaplin did it. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to laugh at Hitler and like Nazis. You know what I mean? Like, well, no, yeah. it's not hard to laugh at them. They're ridiculous, but also like you have to be careful in how you're laughing. Yeah, to, to it, not like trivialize. You have, you have to approach the topic with sensitivity, obviously. But it's like it takes it, a very strong hand to do that properly, which is why it's not done very often, or at least not very successfully. It's yeah. why people don't do it because like like the whole idea of the producers is that. If you do it and you don't thread the needle, you're done. Some uh, bigwig at the top of the company like read the thing and like, ah, he's quirky, he's weird. People love him. Let's see what he does. Like <laughs> referring to Tycho. I, I, mean, like, if, oh, I mean, if anyone was going to play an entertaining version of Adolf Hitler, it's gonna be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, what are we doing here? <laughs> I imagine this to be like as funny as Death of Stalin, but in a more charming way, and not to take a very dark turn. Maybe. Uh, I don't know yet. Yeah, the who trailer, knows? The trailer was very entertaining, <laughs> but I don't know if it can sustain that tone right. for a full movie. I don't know if it's possible. It felt a little, um, a little Wes Anderson. Yes. Uh, actually, I saw um, a reference to that, someone saying, because oh, really? they, they debuted it this week at Toronto Film Festival as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read anything yet about the reviews, although apparently Ryan Johnson has seen it, and he said this movie is, quote unquote, a joy. <laughs> uh, which is going to be my next new thing when I don't call something a delight I'm going to call it a joy um, but uh, <laughs> so nice. apparently he loved it uh, I'm willing to give some some slack to Taika Waititi enough to see something that he's done oh, because yeah. Ragnarok was incredible um, I haven't still haven't seen the actual movie for what we do in the shadows but he was involved with the show it's piggybacking off the back of the show he makes an appearance in one episode of the show and I love that as well so I I'm on board cautiously with this movie. I don't know if we'll be able to do it as an episode. Honestly, I don't know if we'll like have the capability to do it. We'll find properly. 
Um, you bet your ass will do it. <laughs> I know. I know. Like it's not a big. It's not a big box office relief. It's a release. It's it's um it's a Fox Searchlight movie. Yeah. Which makes more sense um, than it being like you know on the big screen, like the like the big sure. stage, like of like wide release, but still wild stuff. Yeah, that's it's probably gonna be in one of the more of the indie theaters around here rather than the the larger ones. Yeah. Uh, but I'm super interested in seeing this. It looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. There's no other way. To yeah. Describe it. The the scene the scene with the kid shouting across the street and the kid oh, yeah. drops the back of the rocket launcher and blows up a storefront or whatever. Like, what? <laughs> It's so great. <laughs> what other what other news and nuggets you got? I, I'm out of mine, so feel free to take it away. Oh, okay. Um, well, I have a new mm-hmm. um, that I guess would be up for some discussion, maybe. And then I have a nugget, or maybe okay. a note. Oh, let's give do me. the note. Slash <laughs> All right, nugget give me the first. note. Um, so I have said repeatedly on this show that how much I love The Ringer. Um, yeah. I've said that in a in a way I feel like we've modeled our website to be after the ringer a bit whether it was consciously or unconsciously you know yeah. what I mean um, we kind of occupy a similar space not nearly as well uh, <laughs> um, but so I don't really ever listen to any of their podcasts the only one that I've really listened to was villains. that show villains we've mentioned yeah. in the past which great idea wasn't a huge fan of the execution but I love reading their stuff. I check their site every day because they probably ten or fifteen new things that come out, and some days I very long form articles. Like most of them, not all of them. Uh, I'm a big fan of their exit yeah. surveys that come out around big movies. Those are great. Those are really fun to read. Big TV episode releases or big trailer releases. Sometimes even um, mm-hmm. I like some of the, the breakdowns of trailers they've do, done, which are great, which are usually typically much more short form stuff like that. But they do some long form stuff too, which is really great as well. If that's if you're interested in the topic that they're tackling. Um, and it's predominantly sports and movies, and there's TV, and there's music, and occasionally a video game item, and then pop culture, and occasionally politics as well. Um, so I stumbled on... I actually don't even remember how I stumbled on this, um, because it's from a couple of months ago. But it was germane to something that we've discussed a few times on the show in the past couple of months, and to my interest, and indirectly kind of to your interest as well. There was, apparently they did a mini-series of podcasts of their version of The Recapables, which is where they do, like, TV show discussion. Um, it was the sound-only portion of, they were talking about the re-release of Neon Genesis Evangelion, which we had discussed a couple mm-hmm. times in our first episode of Cloud Atlas, a few, oh, it was almost a couple of months ago now. Part one. Um, Make sure you part, listen to that yeah. one before part two. Yeah, Cloud Atlas Part 1, We I gave my kind of formal, mostly spoiler-free, thorough review of having finished watching the show. So I didn't even see that this came out. Although, before I would started watching the show, what really kind of tipped the scale to finally get me to, like, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch this, was an article on The Ringer, kind of like a, this is why the show was important, this is kind of what mm-hmm. you need to know to get into the show, whatever. So they put that into a more long-form mini-series of podcasts. It's, like, five or six episodes, and each one of them is, like, two hours long. And I found kind of the structure and the concept of that one-off show to be very interesting, which is why I brought it up. Um, because what they did with it was they broke up the whole show into episodes that were like a range of episodes. So like the first episode that they do on the podcast, the first like hour of it, or maybe a little less, they kind of do a, this is what the show is about. This is what we need to explain of the backstory of the show, both on screen and behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um 
all this sorts of stuff, and then they kind of did like a beat by beat review of the important stuff of like the first five episodes, and then each episode they did it in banks of episodes that all center around the importance of a particular character that isn't the main character Shinji Akari because it becomes essentially an ensemble show about halfway through when they've put all of the pieces onto the board. So they do one about the next main pilot that joins the show. Then they do another one about the next main pilot who joins the show. And then they do another one about the next main pilot who's supposed to join the show. You know, And then they do one right. about the final five episodes and then they do one about the movie which is the true finale of the main storyline. Um... So I thought, thought that was kind of a cool way to do that um, because in some ways I felt like it mirrored the way that we talk about stuff, especially the way we talk about movies on this, where we kind of jump up and down over lists where we're doing a beat-by-beat beat part. Let's stop here and let's talk about some of the stuff that's around here and then let's yep. get back to the beat-by-beat. Beat and then let's... I found it interesting that it... Because it worked in an interesting way when you're talking about banks of episodes. You know what sure. I mean? All clustered together around the theme of Kind of the big picture, most important thing that's going on is this new character who's very important is introduced, but we're not going to just talk about that character because they may be the focus of a couple of the episodes, but not of every episode. In fact, there's a couple of episodes where that person barely has any screen time, but this is what's going on, and they jump back and forth to these are kind of the themes they're examining. This is what's important about the plot. This is the thing that they introduce that's maybe a little tough to understand the first time you're going through it, and it was I found I found it to be a compelling listen. Because I've never heard these two guys who do it. It's, uh, it's Justin Charity and Micah Peters um, were reviewing it. Apparently the two of them are super fans. One of them, um, J- Justin, was a fan from the original American dub that was available in like the late 90s, like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And he got uh, Micah to watch the show eventually as well. They both sat down to watch the Netflix redub. And then they did this in like tandem with that. So I just thought the whole thing was kind of a cool concept, and I had already said that I kind of want to get back into and rewatch the show because it's a relatively quick right. watch. But I don't want to like burn through it the way you do when you're watching something for the first time and you get hooked on it and you're like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, I just have to like yeah, go know where it's going and cool. how it ends, and then you want to go through it for the details and like the nuances. Yeah, because it all yeah. it all starts to like mash into one big thing, and you definitely lose some of the stuff. And yeah. this, I wouldn't say that they broke a lot of like news for me and having listened to it I'm not done listening to the series yet but I've listened to probably two thirds of it now um, there wasn't a ton of new material that they've given me but they've helped me recontextualize in my mind what some of the stuff was or things that I had to learn about it after I was done watching or towards the end where I had to start looking up some stuff because I was like man I, I really don't understand what's going on with this thing and it's helped me kind of connect the dots between all of that and I found it to be interesting and the two of them have such an obvious passion for the material that it comes right. out really it was to be a really interesting listen nice Wow, that's that's pretty cool. I like that. That's a, a interesting concept. There's a, I like the, uh, s- similar to like have like a mini series, right? Rather, than, you don't have this long running show that goes on and on forever. You have a very specific thing that you're trying to get through, and you yeah, exactly. You, that's why I found this to be such an interesting thing. Is it? Does it? F- do you know about the making of the show? If it was something that they did, they record it with that cadence, or did they record a lot, a lot, a lot, and then edit it into? That uh, that's actually something I've marveled about because they do it two and a half hour, two to two and a half hour episodes is each one. 
Um, and it comes out similar to us, where it doesn't sound like there's a lot of production behind it, really. Yeah, oh, interesting. That's pretty uh, cool. Like, there's probably a couple times where you notice, like, oh, like they must have taken like a short break here, but like, sure, sure. Like, it's not like a last time we were talking. Sometimes about, like, you it, need to pee. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't. The thing is, it doesn't sound like I had assumed that what it was. I had assumed that what they had done was maybe release like an episode by episode conversation, then stitch it together into those blocks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like that. Like they probably pause to just take a breath and then keep going you know what i mean yeah because it yeah. all oh, feels like the cool. same conversation yeah for each individual episode which is you know like i said blocks of like five to seven episodes of the show nice all right give me your it's your last new oh yeah so did you hear about the uh, big release of the info with apple tv plus or whatever the hell it's called uh i just know that i'm getting it for free for a year but what 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 a, oh, a just, show or something well no more just kind of the big picture about it i found it interesting i saw it today i don't know if the news was if it had dropped today or if it was yesterday um but people were making a big deal about it coming out and what they were pricing it at um because they were undercutting netflix severely yeah, it's like five bucks a month right yeah it was 4.99 a month and it's so that's now going to undercut um netflix everything substantially and also disney plus by a fair bit as well i think yeah. disney plus is 6.99 a month oh is it yeah. Um, so Disney I, I, Plus has a a yearly discounted price though, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know if Apple TV does. Um, I don't either. Probably I, not. I know that Disney does, as well as they have bundles that they're avail like making available. Oh right, right, right. That's right. Because they have other get, services. Yeah, because they own Hulu now, which I hadn't realized until somewhat recently, and they're offering a bundle that like bundles like Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. And Hulu, and it's going to be like twelve twelve ninety nine a month for like the whole bundle or whatever or something like that. And I, I imagine actually, Apple will have some sort of bundle deal when it comes to Apple Arcade, the news subscription, and the TV. Apple Arcade is that the the cloud gaming thing they're doing? That's no, that they have a like a it's a subscription service for games on their platform. It's also five dollars a month. Okay, yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's what I figured. Um, Okay, I guess that makes sense too. Yeah, so I, I just wonder. I want. I didn't know if you'd heard this news release because I guess it was like a. They did like a big thing because then they yeah. have whatever their big event is where they yep. release the new iPhone and the new. They um and what well, two Apple things Watch, I found curious iPad, about it. IPhone. Yeah, the, two things I found <laughs> curious about this. One, the price that they're trying to get their foot in the door by going so low. In addition to trying to like force drip like morphine to people to get them hooked on like opioids yeah. with like the whole hey, you get a free year because you have an iPhone type of thing, you know what I mean? Just try and get you hooked on it. Um, I'm sure they'll raise that price eventually, although they're sitting on so much fucking cash, they really don't have to. I, I don't know that they would, unless they, what they would do, they wouldn't just raise the price on it. They would add some sort of additional service to it. Maybe, but uh, I mean, like Netflix has already been raising the prices every couple of years recently, and that's, mm-hmm. not, even, that's not even including... Like, they offered, hey, if you want to have it in 4K, pay an extra whatever a month. Like, that's I get Netflix ad- that's for free through T-Mobile, which is pretty oh, really? cool. Yeah. Nice. T-Mobile's got some sweet deals. But, but yeah. Uh, I, I found that interesting. And also, the even bigger, like, Disney Plus has been, like, a thing for, like, over a year. Like, we've all been talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been releasing, hey, these are some of our shows. Hey, this is when it's going to come out. Hey, these are all the movies that are going to be available. This is, you know... They dated when, like Apple TV. They they just announced it's coming out and like it's dropping in like two months. No, it was anou- it, it was announced like a year ago or like eight months ago. Um, well, the, art- they just- the article I was reading made it sound like it's or well, 
So no, it wasn't the pricing was just announced. It, it was the fact that the pricing. I guess it yeah. was like the pricing and some of the specifics about like how it was going to be like available to you or whatever just came out now. Whereas like I was saying, like Disney Plus, like we've had a price for a long time. Yeah, there was a previous event where they showed like a lot of the shows that they were going to be doing. I think they like showcased like six of them or whatever it was. Um, but that's kind of really it right now, isn't it? Uh, I, I have no idea. They said new shows every month for I don't know how long. They didn't say how. I don't know if they said they put a, t- a cap on that. But And I know they've got some big ticket items like, yeah. involved. There are them. some interesting things that are going to be coming out on it. Um, definitely, I'm glad to get that for a year so that I can uh, check it out because I, I, I would like to see what they have to offer. I just felt like comparatively it does seem a little bit odd how they've gone about starting this off as opposed to Disney where it's like Disney's trying to get you pumped you know what I yeah mean? like hey we have a bunch of shows we have a huge backlog that's gonna be available to you um all the different ways you can watch and what you can buy and yeah they disney be- has the benefit of having a lot in the vault already though sure but i do i just feel like they've had a more comprehensive plan about getting people hyped for the rollout is i guess the the point i was making yeah there i think also, apple's like, probably leaning more on the fact that they're they're leaning on the customers that are already bought into their ecosystem that'll that'll hey i'll give it a shot like it i feel like that's where it's where it's coming from um and we'll kind of see how it goes from there i mean this is nothing new right this is the same people who forcibly downloaded a U2 album on oh my god <laughs> oh my god itunes so um, how do i delete this <laughs> just just forcing you to have a free year of it is uh kind of par for the course for them right yeah yep now, are you only going to be able to watch it if you have an iPhone? No. Uh, so you can, I believe it's in browser as well. Um, okay. There's at, through Apple TV is probably how most folks would, would watch it. And I don't know if you know about this, but they've partnered with a bunch of TV manufacturers. A lot of TVs that are going to be coming out have Apple TV built into it. Uh, will okay. will have Apple TV built into it. I don't know which, which brands it is specifically, but that's a thing too. They're trying to make it more already in the house type of thing. Okay. But, so we'll see. Um, all I know is I'm gonna get one of the new iPhones, and I'll get my year with that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's it for news and nuggets. Yeah, I'm just gonna open another beer here. It's time uh, for fun and games. Yeah, that's why I'm opening that beer. Good. Okay, so this one's a little bit long. So again, I'm gonna try to read the questions as fast as possible. And Al, I encourage you to. Oh answer wait, sorry, I forgot an about actual fun and games. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, let's go. Let me pour this beer and, uh, yeah. Go so, for it. Um, uh, while you're so pouring you... the beer, I will say that I, this quiz is 25 questions. I'm sorry. But Jesus. it's <laughs> it's perfect for what we're doing today because this it quiz, uh, take this it quiz and we'll tell you how Pennywise gets you. <laughs> this is from thequiz.com. <laughs> okay. Uh, I All mean, right. we've, we've had an impressive ability to have them be relevant. So yeah. Far oh, yeah. In this for sure. Nascent state of this, uh, Thing. So uh, yeah, I will say, uh, like last week, I I went through the quiz myself. Though it's okay, probably at, the right way to do it. Eh, not so much because at ten questions, I was like, I'm bored, and I just started clicking answers to see what I would get. Uh, okay. But uh, we'll go through the rest of those questions with you. It's summer in Derry. Where do you spend your days? At the library, helping your dad at the shop, stuck in summer school, down in the barrens. Um, I guess. Helping my dad at the shop. Sorry, I wouldn't do right. those things, really. So It's fine. Yeah, some of the, A lot of these things, you're not going to be able to do exactly it, so you're just going to have to imagine what you would do. I know. You've been getting, I'll, I'll try to be faster. <laughs> you've been getting bullied quite a bit. Why are kids picking on you? You have a stutter. 
You're a little chubby. You're short. You're smarter than them. I'm smarter than them. I knew you were going to go with that one. What are you most afraid of? Bugs, spiders, and creepy crawlies. That's one. Getting sick, ghosts, or drowning? Um, the first one. Yep, me too. You have to get a part-time job this summer. What do you do? Get a job at the movie theater? Get a job at the grocery store? Get a job at the ice cream shop? You join your family business and work for your parents. Ice cream shop. Ice cream shop. Interesting. I, was, I, I wanted the movie theater one. What role do you play in your group of friends? I'm the fearless leader. I always bring snacks. I'm the comedian of the group. I'm the parent of the group. Parent. <laughs> I had that a feeling you were going to say. Pick a famous derby tragedy to write a report on. The fire at the black spot, the Bradley gang shootout, the ironworks factory explosion, present day dairy, and all the kids are missing. <laughs> all the kids are missing. Which of Pennywise forms scares you the most? Here's what, when I read this question, I was like, is this just going to be the answer at the end? <laughs> it's, it's not it's not so much which thing he's going to be it's how he's going to get you <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so which of pennywise's forms scares you the most the hideous leper nothing is scarier than pennywise the clown the headless boy the creepy woman from the painting oh uh, painting yeah that's fair what tactic do you use to cope with fear i panic i do my best to ignore it i face my fear head on i rely on friends or support system to help me through it I try to ignore it. <laughs> I think that too. Uh, how would you confess your love to your crush? I tell them in person. I get a friend to tell them for me. I drop hints and hope they notice on their own. I write them a poem on a postcard. I guess drop them hints? Okay. <laughs> January. You start, having, uh, you start having strange vivid nightmares about a strange creature. What do you do? Research themes, symbols of the dream, and find a deeper meaning. Record the dream in your journal. Try to lucid dream and confront the monster. Talk to a doctor therapist to see if you're going crazy. Lucid dream. Nice. Pick your favorite circus food. Popcorn, peanuts, cotton candy, caramel apples. Popcorn. You're part of a research party. Do you split up or stick together? Stick together. Yeah, smart. Which of the neighborhood bullies are you <laughs> most afraid of? Henry Bowers, Victor Vic Chris, Belch Higgins, or Patrick Hockstetter? Um, I only remember the name Bowers, so I guess I'll go with that one. Okay. Your friends dare you to go in a haunted house. How long do you last? I'm too scared to go in at all. I last an hour alone. I spend the night. I last at least five minutes. I last at least five minutes. I'm not going in that house. You need <laughs> advice from an adult. Who do you ask? My parents, the librarian, a teacher, a chief of police. Wait, sorry, say that again? You broke up. You need advice from an adult? Who do you ask? Okay. Your parents, the librarian, my teacher, or the chief of police? My parents? What special skill do you have to help take on Pennywise? I'm good at research. I'm a good fighter. I can build traps. I know basic first aid. A good fighter. Okay. You're playing down the barrens when you see a body float by. What do you do? <laughs> Investigate the body to see who it is. Keep playing and ignore it. <laughs> go and get an adult. Call out to see if they answer. <laughs> uh, go get an adult. Okay. You hear some cries coming from your bathroom drain. <laughs> How do you react? <laughs> do you call a plumber? Ignore it. It must ignore it. You must be tired. Get out of the house immediately. Something isn't right. Call down the pipes to see if they can hear you. <laughs> call down the pipes to see I, if they can hear you. That's what I I read all of them and laughed at that one the most, and then I was like, actually I'd probably be like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> what do you value above all else? Loyalty, justice, honesty, or compassion? Loyalty. Okay. What do you consider the biggest weakness? Oh, your, your biggest weakness. You're weak or slow, extremely indecisive, quick to anger, 
You're not good at working on a team. Indecisive. Mm. What? Do, why do you think Pennywise targets kids? Children are weak. Children are easier to trick. Pennywise is afraid of adults. Children are the most afraid. They're easy to trick. One of your friends is seriously injured. What do you do? <laughs> I mend their wounds myself. I tell them to wait while I go get help. I wait with them and call out for help. I faint at the sight of blood. <laughs> um, I guess I try to patch them up. Okay. My parents, uh, your parents ground you. Do you follow their orders and stay home? I obediently wait until I'm allowed out. I try to stealthily sneak out. I stay home but communicate with my friends over walkie-talkie. I cry and hope my parents change their mind out of guilt. <laughs> uh, walkie-talkie. Okay. Choose one of the marked doors. Not scary at all. Scary. Very scary. Choose. I turn and leave. <laughs> um, I, I guess turn and leave. Okay. Choose a weapon to take down Pennywise. A baseball bat, a gun, an axe, a slingshot. Let's go with an axe. Nice. All right, let's see your results. How's Pennywise going to get you? You lose your mind inside the house on Neibolt Street. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I got the same thing. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little disappointed. I was expecting a little blurb, like a story, like, you know, you lose your mind, you're wandering through the house, oh, you know. You're, right, wait, you're, it says something underneath. It says, did your friends dare you to go inside? Did you think you could take on Pennywise yourself? Whatever it was, the fear was too much. You went mad. <laughs> okay, that, that's closer to that's what, what I was expecting. Yeah. Isn't very little text at the very bottom. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was expecting like a little blurb, like you know, kind of like the way that like when you die in like one of those like pen and paper, like but online, like you know, mm -hmm. like um, like not Dungeons and Dragons type of thing. But you know the one I'm like the things I'm talking about, like choose your own adventure type things. Or yeah, whatever. for sure. I was expecting like a. <laughs> You know, not just you die. Like, I was expecting, like, or not even, like, you got killed by a Gru, but, like, you know, <laughs> a little bit more than that. Actually something. Fair enough. Um, so I think that means it's time for our Flick of the Week. I'm sorry, I was really caught up for a second. I completely forgot, and then I started, like, dying laughing when they had the doors with not scary at all, scary or very scary. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. And, of course, I couldn't remember. They're like, shit, which one do we choose? And I was like... Fuck, I don't remember which one they chose last right. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. It's time for our Flick of the Week. As usual, I'm going to give you your IMDb synopsis. This is It, Chapter 2. 27 years after their encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Losers Club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back. Uh, you know, for, really a for a three-hour movie, that's not a terrible synopsis. No, it's not. I really, really liked the first one. Yes. You know that. I think you liked it too. I did. Uh, I have what I believe to be the perfect review of this movie. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to do it through a metaphor. Uh, and I'm going to play that for you now. <laughs> it's a clip from a show. Oh, is that what you were talking about? Okay. Yes. So, where's the volume here? And see if you agree. If you get it, hopefully you get it. And see if you agree. Once you got swagger the size of Big Ben Club. You gotta end it on the run. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Do you agree? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, you gotta... Uh, uh, meaning, like, this... Like, were you just... Is that just a reference that they could have tightened this? It, it's, a, it's a little bit about... It's a little bit of that. It was just like... 
It's not. I mean, I understand that there's a, there's source material. It's just that the first one was so good, and it ended like the ending was good. I think it was it was really well done. And then this one just goes on and on and on. And it's just like by the by the end, it's more or less like whatever. Uh, it's entertaining because of the cast of characters, but the movie itself is is bloated and flat. Yeah, the problem is, and I guess we can get to this before we get too much into spoilers. Um, yeah. I it drags so much in the first two acts that it's like it probably takes a full hour to actually immerse you into the movie. Yeah, that's that's Which, fair. That's way too long and like I can understand why they chose I actually like the idea of how they started the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Where it's like you get kind of a cold open to what's going on in Derry now. Um and we, we don't have to talk about that specifically too much until we get into it. Yeah, yeah. We, we find out through Pennywise killing the shit out of someone that, oh shit, Pennywise is back. Yep. And we find out that Mike has never left Derry and he sends out the call to everyone that it's time to uphold our oath. And then we kind of get a snippet of a day in the life of everyone 27 years later now, um, what they're all about now because they've all drifted apart and kind of what baggage they're all carrying with them as they start to head back to Derry and them all getting the call and how they react and then them all joining. I really like the, like, if you write that down on paper, like, hey, we're going to do the movie, this is how we're going to open the movie. Mm -hmm. That totally makes sense to me. Yeah. And I actually liked a lot of the individual slices of it, but for whatever reason, I think it's just because of how long it takes. And the thing is, I don't really know how they would have tightened it. Yeah. at best, what could they have shaved a minute off of a couple of those stories? Sure. You know what I mean, like, there's not much they could do. So that's already setting you back like a half hour, right? Like, if you're budgeting out your time, there's already a half hour, like, cut and dry. And I really don't know how much they could have cut off of that, but it feels like you needed to, considering what the next half hour entails. Yeah. And again, there's not much of that you could really cut as they've all reassembled and they have to reacquaint themselves for reasons that we find out again we can do that after spoilers um so they needed to and there was some room um to cut it's really the first two acts because i don't know what you would do in the third act okay so i to cut it down much the thing that i would cut out is probably which we can talk about freely because we're not going to get into details of it yet but the it's i believe it's it yeah it's definitely it's in the second act but there's a there's a mechanic in the movie where the characters need to split up and That's the same exact thing go, I wrote down. Yeah. We, go, we have to go over each one. And now this is a thing that is done in video games over and over again. Where it's just like, you go, you, you follow this little storyline, and you fight the big boss. And you follow this little storyline, and you fight the big boss. And while the storyline seems different, it's actually the same thing over and over again, and it's super repetitive. And that gets a little bit annoying in a video game. It gets a lot of bit annoying in a movie. Yeah, um, yes, because, uh, well, that's what I was saying. What I was yeah. getting to was, like, the third act I probably would largely leave alone. But the, yeah, second, the second act is the room to do it, and that's what it is. Just they, tighten. They even have a conversation there about, should we split up? I feel like we shouldn't fully split up. I think if you had just paired them all off. Yeah, or done, like, three together, and then... <laughs> well, because instead of having six separate storylines which on their own each of them were pretty interesting yeah and fine but the problem is when you stack them all back to back you haven't seen the first character in like 45 minutes right by the time the sixth one rolls around so it's like 
shit, I kind of forgot what's going on, like, where everyone is. Like, And I, w- I would argue that the best thing about the movies, both of them, is the way those characters are written and how they work so well together. So that we're by on the splitting s- them up, you just... We're on the same page here, because that's exactly... Yeah. Let, let, me, let me read you my exact notes. In the, <laughs> in the second act, I'm not sure breaking them up completely was the right way to go. Maybe you pair them off. It's so long in between seeing the characters, and the strength of this movie was in the interplay between the characters. Yeah. Like, almost verbatim what you're saying yep. is what I have as well. Um, I think if you... Because there's six of them, right? Like, if you pair them off um, in whichever combination you want, then yeah, you only have to do half. three things instead of six, and you probably can cut 40% of the material. You probably couldn't cut it cleanly in half because you kind of got to give a little bit of time to each of the pair, right? Yeah. Um, you could cut it down to 60% of the, the whole runtime there. So instead of this being a three-hour movie, it's now, like, 240 which mm. makes it much more manageable. And it's cutting out of the part that's the worst. Because once they commit to staying... And I know this is ever so slightly spoilery, but we know that the movie happens, so we know they stay. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> once they all commit to it, you can start to then immerse yourself in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Because that that, that's almost when it really starts. That happens almost an hour after the movie starts. Yeah. And that's yes, it's, the problem. It's deep. It's deep in there. Uh, and I like the idea. Other... I like the idea of the whole intro and like how they all get back together yeah. so much that I wouldn't want to really substantially, materially change it. So that's where you have to fix it. And the reason, like I said, the reason I wouldn't want to change that is that's that's when we're getting a lot about the characters and a lot about the characters together. Uh, they nail the casting and both the young and adults. And when I, I read a few things about how they were, people were like a little bit. Eh, about the chemistry of the adult characters, and I completely disagree. I thought that they played off of each other really well. Oh, I thought that, like, almost unanimously, the, the adults were cast quite well. Oh, yeah. um, when you consider both kind of the way they look compared to the young kids. That was crazy. They do a couple of transitions that show you that they look quite, quite similarly, which is, like, some cool, like, CGI stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's perfect. What I would say is... At the beginning, when they cast everyone, like a year ago, whatever it was, um, James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, and Bill Hader were the guys right off the, 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 the bat where you're like, oh yeah, no doubt, totally get why you cast each of them as the, the people. Makes sense. And I think all of them lived up to that billing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Isaiah Mustafa and Jay Ransom both also did really well, even though they weren't people I really knew before this movie. Okay. Um, they were the ones who played Mike and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, I could really have taken or leave, and I could really take or leave. Um, what's his name? Was it Jay Ryan as Ben? Um, I just thought he was kind of blah, and like the whole character uh, was kind of blah for most of the adult section of the movie. Um, considering how many people liked that character, um, in the young version of the movie, um, and for reasons oh Ben, can, sorry, I I, yeah. I honestly like I forgot about him for a second. Because he's kind yeah. of a blah character, and the guy who played him yeah. was blah. Actually, what I said when we were walking out of the movie uh, to my sister was, um, he was kind of like a dime store version of Mark Ruffalo in like the Avengers movie. Mm. <laughs> like he looks like him, and also kind of behaves like him. Um, yeah. Like he was just kind of very uh, uh, yeah, for most of S- it. slightly whiny and there. Yeah, just why kind of whiny and there, <laughs> and like you know, his only character, his like his only personality trait was, oh my gosh, are you okay? Oh, and also let me not—I I don't want to knock the actor or anything. That that was a poorly written character at that point. I no, think. I know it was—it was a yeah. poor character, and I didn't really feel like the 
the, the casting was huge either. I mean, if they wrote, wrote it better, he would have crushed it. I don't know. But I mm. didn't feel anything for the performance or for the script did part of that character at all. Yeah, I um, Man, the, the guy they casted as Eddie, though, Eddie and Eddie looked just like old yes. Eddie looked just like young Eddie. It was really crazy. <laughs> yes. That was probably like the closest. That and, uh, and, the, and the mics. The mics looked really close, too. Yeah. The same like um, roundish roundishness to the face. Like I don't know what they like the the features that they specifically picked out to make them morph. Like when they do those scenes, like you were saying, where yeah. they do like the characters, the old and the young and old, like layered on top of each other and phase between them. That was those were some pretty cool scenes. Uh, yeah. So I was um I I did like the majority of the cast, and I would say that uh what's his name um James Ransom, like the guy who played uh, Eddie. I think Eddie was like low key, like one of the best characters in yeah. the whole movie. Um, I, I would still say that um, Bill Hader probably was the best one. Um, I love, I love Bill Hader was, so much. Was was great in the movie. Uh, Bill Hader was great as Richie in this him, movie. Him, um, him puking was fantastic. He, he yeah, him puking uh, in the- <laughs> making it a recurring joke was pretty funny. Like, <laughs> oh man, uh, a couple quick things before we get into the spoiler territory. Uh, other thing, and this probably has to do with the length of the movie and like some of the repetition. It almost felt like the movie was written and directed by different people in certain aspects. Like it didn't. It, it the first movie is is way better. Like overall, yeah. but and I think it, it it comes down to the execution because and probably editing because they they edited it down. I imagine a lot better. Uh, so that was a little frustrating. But let's uh let's let's stop. With the skip frame movement thing. What do you mean? You know when, uh, basically, Pennywise and the 1,200 other times they did it in the movie, where the character is running across the screen, but they're cutting frames out of it so that they move frantically? I, I actually don't mind it because of how otherworldly that that is supposed to be. It, it's it, But we're done, though. Like, we did it so... They did it so much and it's not just in this movie it's been done to death over the last like two to three years where it's like okay like here's that thing and when it happens it's having a negative effect on me where i'm not like i'm not creeped out i'm just annoyed <laughs> I, I really i'm just like i was like i, I swear while i watched the movie it was like okay now you're gonna jazz all over the screen towards me yep there it is and i was just like can we just can we not like it just it's i think just so i think weird. they could have been more judicious in their use of it yeah, like oh, maybe only one character does it, and like maybe maybe twice you do it when it yeah. when it feels right. But it was a mechanic they used for like every creepy thing throughout the movie. And when the movie's seven hours long, that's like two full hours of just running at a hundred and seventy thousand frames per second or whatever's going on there. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. It, it's definitely it's definitely overused. Yes. Uh, the thing that you can totally do more of, which still gets me every time, is people in the background standing still, staring at the camera, slightly out of focus. Terrifies the crap uh, out well, of me. Really specifically, really specifically that one scene, right, with um, with uh, Richie when he's in, yeah. in the middle of the park or whatever. Yes. Yeah, and and it's and it's a bunch of characters standing still behind him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's horrifying. The and first... not only is it a bunch of characters standing still, you specifically see the moment where they all lock, yep. stock still. Yep, and they have creepy smiles on their face, even though that even though you can't really see their faces. Yes, and uh, they did that in the first movie with the librarian, and it's a really quick scene, and you only get like one or two clips of it. But there's a scene in the first one where uh, was it? We say Ben. Yeah, 
Ben's in the in the yeah yeah in the library, and the librarian walked forward and off screen. But when they pan up, the librarian's behind him in the distance, standing still, kind of hunched over, staring directly at him. And I was like, oh god! <laughs> and that still gets that. me. <laughs> Very creepy. Uh, that being said, I think it's time to move into spoiler territory, so we don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay. Uh, actually, before we do that, you should. If you saw the first one, it's totally worth seeing. I think you you got to finish it out. Um, yeah, it's not a bad movie. It's just there's no. obvious flaws to it. It's like a six, and the other yeah. one's like an eight. It's like an eight, maybe. That's probably fair. Um. So that being said, we are now in post spoiler territory, and all bets are off. Um, that opening scene was very hard to watch. Yep. That hate crime was intense, and I, it's, it was, whoa. I mean, I guess, like, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise, because that was also a thing in the first one, right, with the, the treatment of the bullies with yes. Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think it was a little, I was confused at first when the scene, like, kicked off, because I was like, wait, are these two adult gay men about to be hate crimed by a 13-year-old? Um, All right. And then it was like, oh, no, he's backstopped by, like, like adults, which is also weird. Why is this, like, weird crew of miscreants, like, a couple of 30-year-old dudes and then, like, a 13-year-old? So the, uh, yeah, I don't, I, the execution, it was just, it was, it's very brutal. Um, Literally the execution, sens- yes. If you're, if you're sensitive to anything of the sort, it's, 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 a, it's a tough thing to watch. It was, it definitely, it definitely upset Kim. And yeah, I mean, it's, uh, if you're not... In any way, you're upset. I mean, I'm not saying everyone should be like physically like Blanchard, but like if you're not somewhat upset by that, like yeah, you got problems. You're lacking yeah, for, a little bit sure. in basic humanity. Um, for sure. And, and we were trying, we were talking about it though, and she was like, she was, she kept asking like afterwards, like, but like why? She, and I, like, I was like, I feel like it's trying to make a bit of a statement, and she was like, but even even so, it seems to be too much. And I mean, sure, but the other thing is like that's one of those things where it's like. No, you got to look at this because this is a real thing that happens. Like this yeah, isn't someone's twisted imagination. Like that's a real thing that happens so has happened a million times. Like that's, this is no no, you're going to look at this right and digest like most of you who are watching this movie aren't like this, but some of you are and someone you know might be or someone that you don't know who lives in the next town over might be like this and it's like this is a real thing. You're going to sit and watch it. So I went to look into it just a little bit cuz I'm curious uh it is based off of a legit hate crime that happened there. Yeah, I'm sure. So, like, and I was just like, all right, so, like, the timing, everything, it's, it's, it, yes, they are, it is making, it is, and it is tough to watch, and what I got out of it was, by the end of this movie, all these horrible, horrible things that happen, all these creepy, scary things, the scariest thing is the, is that sequence in the movie to me, and I think that's a, I, I think that's what the statement is, but I could be. Well, off. it's funny, me, before we went to see this movie. Me and my sister were talking about the first one. And it's like, most of the actual quote-unquote horror things are, like, really cartoony. And she actually had an interesting insight about it where it's, even though the movie's rated R, it's kids who are seeing the horror, and we're seeing it through their eyes. And I wonder if it's, or she was wondering whether it was a story device that was chosen because that's how they would perceive it as being cartoonish mm-hmm. because they are kids. You know what I mean? Interesting. A lot of yeah. the things in the first one and this one aren't super 
scary where like other horror movies do things that look less cartoony like and it's not purely a cgi thing though that it, it does play into it uh, a fair amount but there are some practical effects that they do that again are still very cartoony looking you know what i mean mm-hmm. um even some of the gore stuff is cartoony and i thought that was an interesting way to look at it and it would make sense although it would have been really clever in driving that home if they had made it look less cartoony in this one since they are now adults right. but right. i think Except they just wait I think they just went for a certain house style. You know what I mean? Yeah, like They yeah. set it up and did it the first way, and let's keep it consistent the second way. Because it's not like it's like 10 years between these movies being made. They were made almost back-to-back, so... The CG um, felt significantly worse in this, though. Um, I think they tried to do some bigger things um, mm. in this one. There's some, there are some bigger set pieces, but I, actually, a lot of it looked quite similar to the way that the first one did, and that's why I was saying, I wonder if they chose yeah. to do it in a certain way for the first one, and then just chose and to then just kept with that house the, style for the second one. Yeah, um, yeah. The, but I, specifically, the diner, the the uh, the Chinese restaurant sequence was was like almost laughable. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, not almost. Actually, laughable. Uh, it's actually something I read before I saw this. It was read. It was a spoiler-free review of the movie. Um, so I sometimes check out some of those just to kind of get a, like an idea of what to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because I wasn't like super. I didn't, there was nothing. This story of this movie was going to do to wow me, so I'm not super concerned with having those sorts of things spoiled for me you know what i mean sure um so i think it was on the review that it was on the av club there was um it, like kind of like the headline to the, the the article was like this movie works better as a comedy than a horror and after watching it i was like yep you totally nailed that mm-hmm. um because on its own there are some very funny things written into the script both direct lines some sight gags all that sort of stuff um and even within some of the horror sequences, they choose to lighten the mode occasionally with some funny stuff. But some of the things where they're trying to, or at least I assume they're trying to scare me since it's a horror movie, I laugh at. And part of it is the cartoony stuff. Part of it is just the ridiculousness. Like, I'm going to be honest. When Eddie's in the basement and the thing throws up on him, I was laughing hysterically at it. You know yeah. what I mean? And they don't play it for the laugh until after the scene is over. You know what I mean? Like when, when he like, when he storms into the room. Hi, fine, I'm okay. And he goes upstairs. <laughs> well, even like right after he chokes the thing out, and like it's done, and he's no longer in danger, and he just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like laugh out loud, funny. Like his delivery of it is like laugh out loud, funny. And then like you said, he storms in. What's what? Oh my god, are you okay? Yep, fine. No, that's okay. You know, like funny. Like uh, the way his delivery was very low key most of the time, but he was very funny. That's why I said he was probably low key, like one of the best performances in the movie yeah um there's uh, him and him and bill Hader together for sure yes um the two of them playing off each other was great um each of them on their own was was really good Um, uh pause there for a second because i have a quote that i wrote down because it was it this had me hysterical because it's my favorite line from the previous movie as well uh but it's like you said last time richie i don't want to die no the other thing good thing we're not measuring dicks no the other thing (laughs) Let's kill this fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said Bill Hader is definitely the best. Um, uh, perfect choice. R- Richie was definitely the best. Um, but yeah, no, there, there are some things that are just like objectively funny in this movie. And then there are some mm-hmm. things that I think were supposed to be horror sequences that I also found funny, much funnier than I found scary. There's only mm-hmm. really a couple of things that legitimately, legitimately like kind of like spooked me a bit. Um, and I'm talking about, like, of the horror sequences themselves. And I think you're right. Whether intentional or not, it's the real-life 
horrors and the real life traumas that are the scariest things in this yeah. movie. And that's by design to a, a large extent because it's what the book is about. The book isn't yeah. about a killer clown. It's about yeah, it's like bullies and it's about kids who deal with different traumas in their lives yeah. and how that shapes them as adults and how they finally get over it together through the metaphor of being attacked by an alien clown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, like, I, the only things that I really found legitimately scary was like, I, or creepy, I'll say, like legitimately like, Ugh, was like um, when 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 young Stan's head became a spider. That creeped me out a little bit. Yeah, um, that, that actually that was one of the ones that I I was kind of laughing at just because of the absurdity of it. Well, eventually, yes, but at first I was like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, as like the things are like, as like the legs and claws are like sprouting out of his like eyes. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. That was. That's weird. what I'm saying. Like the, the <laughs> opening to that scene creeped me out a substantial amount. Oh, and, you know what creeped like, me out? Screaming as it's happening. The uh, Pennywise carving into Ben. Oh, through the mirror. But you can't yeah. see it. Like that was that. that I thought that was really creepy. That was well done. Um, I, I will be honest. Part of the old lady scene, and that was probably the best of the scenes, even though we got yeah. to see most of that in the trailer. Um, and even though you said you didn't like that they do it, like the jittery motion stuff, when it's a quote-unquote human, like before she transforms into the big CGI thing, yeah, that looks creepy. I don't like things like cracking and breaking and moving in ways yeah. that shouldn't, when they look very realistically like a human. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, once it becomes, um, once it becomes like the big creature thing, it's no longer scary. It's almost laughable, um, and right. it's certainly not not intimidating anymore. Um, that whole sequence with the, the killing of the, the, the gay... I don't know if both of them died. They actually never really made it clear if the other guy survived. Oh. Um, you're right. Did he? Yeah, I don't I, I don't assumed know. he ate both of them, but then they just found, said they found one dismembered body. Right. Huh. And Strange. they don't show him like reporting to the police. You just hear over the police scanner like the people found the body. Um, yeah. So that, that whole sequence and then followed up with, honestly, that first kill by Pennywise because... It's kind of blurry and heightened because he's like mm-hmm. in the water and he's like looking and it's like you see like the glowing eyes and like as he like grabs him and then he's like because they did it from farther away he doesn't get to be like the big ridiculous shape when he takes a big hunk out of his side I was like ugh. yeah that was uh gross it, it was way less cr- cartoony than when he ate Georgie's arm you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, yeah and then actually honestly the funhouse um it wasn't so much I won't say necessarily like scary per se but just like the rising tension like got my heart rate going a little bit when each of them is trying to bust through the glass that that desperation is what i found to be scary yes yeah. yes for sure uh there's a i you know while we're talking about this i was thinking about another character and i realized this is this is actually an entire thing you could have cut out uh bowers coming back added nothing yeah i mean i get why they did it because he, like he said like i'm not finished yet I guess I just wish if they had done it that they would have like I I like the idea of bringing him back because to finish what he started and them to fully get above like because that was one of their tormentors when they were kids like to get past all of that was was good for Richie to be the one to kill him and it doubly so they the only thing that justified bringing him back was that Justy that that Richie's flashback um with him was him bullying him for being gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then him being the one to kill him to save Mike. Yeah. That's the only thing that really justifies him being in the movie. That Although, and the, at least it made the, for f- the line that he made about his mullet. Well, two lines that he made. One, how bad is it? <laughs> or, like, or how do I look or whatever? And two, it's been 30 years. Cut your stupid mullet off. <laughs> yeah. Well, with a hole in his face. Yeah. Still making and, jokes. And, and while he's saying, 
is it's not that bad or whatever and like he said and and Bev is trying to close the hole oh in his face God. with her fingertips. <laughs> what about when when Richie slaps him in the face later? Gives him a I pat, forgot about that. He gives him a pat on the cheek, and I'm just like, oh, like, and it's in the height of like, like, it's tense, it's creepy, and then they just they make me crack up by doing that. Yeah, yeah. When she's trying to close the the gash on his face, it was she's just silently grabbing his the fingertips, <laughs> closing. But, like, okay, so here's the thing that I was really confused about. Um, and shout out to Brian for bringing this It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode to my attention. But what are the rules? Because there's a, I was wondering that, too. The, so the zombie that's driving Bowers around, what? Is, like, is that happening or is that in his mind? Is he having a psychotic break? I assumed it was happening. Right. So what are because, the rules? Because he recognized, <laughs> he recognized it was the, the older boy who had died in the, yeah. in, in the sewers or whatever. Yeah. Uh, as the new rock stars in their breakdown of, uh, of a couple of Easter eggs referred to him as the poor man's Adam Driver. But yeah, so in the first movie, I got this impression that he couldn't actually hurt them. Until they were in his domain. Oh, no. Well, two things. One, there. And two, um, it felt like almost much like vampires. Once they're invited in, they're in. Um, And you haven't seen enough Archer to get that joke. Mm -hmm. Including the hand motion that I did. (laughs) Okay. Um, But, yeah, no. Because, like... Well, because remember, like, he can hurt you. Like, he bit off Georgie's arm. Like, he attacked... But but Georgie was kind of in the sewer, though. Like, that's his domain. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, but, like... There was other people who were killed in the first one. I, I haven't seen the movie again since when we first saw it, and that's two years ago. Um, but I assumed that there was kind of a psychic thing where it's once you've given into the fear or fully like submitted to him, then he could get you. Whereas like if you're like, hey, you're not real type of thing, like I'm not giving in, that they couldn't because that was how they defeated him in the in the house, right? Uh, yeah. But, um, and at the end, right, where they aren't they laughing at him? Isn't that how like he they like defeated him in the first? They're race? just kind of gang up on him and they power together. But the um, because like I, I just assumed it was one of those things because like like when Richie's like, hey, you're not real, and like he closes his eyes, like you can't hurt me, and then like he can't hurt him. Like I thought it was one of those things where like like Georgie takes the invitation from him and goes into arm's reach, right? You know what I mean? Whereas if he had just walked away, like I felt like Pennywise wouldn't have been able to follow him and hunt him down. Okay. Same thing, same thing with the little girl, right? She comes up close, like, you know, you gotta get close enough for me to blow on you, and she goes all the way up, and now you can get up. But where if she had turned around and left the bleachers, that she would have been okay, you know what I mean? That yeah. I assumed that that was the rules, uh, but I agree with you. There was other times where I was like, I'm not really sure what the rules are here. Right. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's just very confusing. Like, uh, and then, yeah, and then reincarnating is, like, zombie Adam Driver to drive around... Bowers, who is maybe also reincarnated, not really clear because that guy, that kid, died when he fell down that well. Sorry, uh, like, well, I guess not. I know, but it's just out of that that whole thing. That's where it almost seems like they were just like, and now we're gonna do this, and now we're gonna do that. And I'm okay. Like, I'm I'm more okay with that sort of thing where it's more open ended, right? Where it's like, oh, I, he probably died, but we never like see it. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that, 30, that one's that one's less of an offense. It's thirty years later, and people still think Boba Fett's alive. You know what but I mean? I, like, I will say that in the in the first movie, though, I don't recall him killing anyone 
while he's fully outside of the sewer system. Mm. He pulls Georgie into the sewer. He yeah. kills Adam Driver in the sewers. Yeah. All the dead bodies are coming out of the sewer. Yeah. The I don't o- remember. I, I, I the don't remember only the thing well is he actually does take... Uh, he gashes Ben when they're in the house. Like, he actually slices him. Ben? Ben? Billy? No. The chubby oh, kid. Oh, oh, in the second movie. Yeah, uh, no, in the first one. Did yeah, when gash? they're in the house, he like, he, like, swipes at him and he cuts his side open. Oh, but that's in the house. It's right above his sewer thing. Right, so it's, like, like kind like of his domain. He has control so, like, of that whole house, that's what right? It's, that's why, and that's kind of why, like, oh, also, the other thing was, in the first movie, the leper almost seems like he's, he's kind of pushing Eddie towards the house. And then yeah. Eddie sees an opening and runs the other way. And, and Pennywise is there, but doesn't do anything about no, but it. One, doesn't, all alone. Doesn't, doesn't the one in the painting gash one of the kid's face in the first one? Mm. Isn't he close to the painting and doesn't it like grab him? Or like, doesn't it like gash his face or like bite his no. nose or something like that? It, in the painting, he, it comes, it like walks towards him and he runs away. The thing inevitably bites his face, but they're in the sewers when it bites his face. Okay, I remember the thing biting his face. I couldn't remember if it was from the painting or oh, it was later. Okay, and that's why, and that's what I'm saying. Like in the first movie, it almost, it almost, I thought it was just a clear thing that he couldn't actually get you unless you were like within arm's reach of his sewer. I would definitely have a better home. ability to compare and contrast if I had a more present recollection of the sure. Movie. Uh, that that that's right. But I would say in this one though, no rules. Don't get it at all. Like he's in the carnival. He's at a baseball stadium, like he's like I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't get what's happening there. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But um, then he doesn't. He doesn't always. Uh, and then also, well, if his, that was the case, his, why doesn't he just go after them? Like it his doesn't, power does. His power does extend beyond the sewers, though. Because even in the first one, he through the TV, he's stupefying the town, and then he entrances Bowers to kill his father, and then come join him. Yeah, but that's all psychological. I guess so. That's why. Well, what, it's, what, no, what, what's what's her name? Almost. Well, I guess it's still next to a kind of a sewer thing, or whatever. What she, are the oh, rules? Out. <laughs> he almost drowned Beverly in the bathroom, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, that was the thing that got me. Um, that the only the only thing that I could think of from the first movie that is counter to the rule is after a while they just give up. Beverly sees him in the house, freaks out, and then she's in the sewer. So, like, did he go take her and bring her there? Or did she succumb and walk into the sewer and we just don't see it? No, I would have to assume that she was kidnapped, right? Right, exactly. And that's why it's that's why it goes against what I was thinking. Because the only the person who was entranced was someone who was evil. Right. I don't know. It's very strange. I just what are No, the I I, I didn't question. think I didn't think of it from the perspective of comparing and contrasting first to second movie, but internal to the second movie I was confused as to because when each of them was looking for their little artifact or whatever, um which I was very confused by because, like, I assumed that Billy's artifact was the bike because he goes and buys the bike back. And when he got it, it's funny because they make a joke of it like that's not going to burn. Um, I assumed that it was the bike because he goes and buys the bike and it was a thing from his past, right? And, like, mm. that was the whole flashback that he had. And I was like, he's not going to be able to light that bike on fire. <laughs> or, or at least he's not going to be able to stick it in the vase thing, you know what right, I mean? Like, right, right, right. Uh, and I picture them as they were setting up for that scene. I was like, "Did he like pull the bell off of the bike or something?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I did actually like that running joke. Yeah, I don't that's think not, that's, uh, gonna, that's burn. not gonna burn either. 
that's not the, the rocks that's definitely not gonna burn <laughs> but then i remembered that he got the paper hat but see i was confused by that too because like he got the or the paper boat and i was like i was like oh shit because i assumed like obviously 27 years later that pennywise doesn't have the actual paper boat i was like oh shit like he gave him like a copy of the boat like that's fucked up um and then he pulls it out i was like you know what that makes more sense now like but it was weird because like yeah all the other ones, like, set out to get a thing. Like, for Richie, it was the token from the... Where the Arcadia loved to play at. For Beverly, it was yeah. the note that she hid in the wall with her cigarettes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there was, like, a tangible thing that one of them set out to get. Like, he set out to get the bike. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and well no, he, he set out and saw the bike. Sure, but meaning, like, that was, like, the tangible thing that he went and got. Like, otherwise, yeah. would he have ever, like... Would he have ever found this thing? Like, everyone else, it felt like, went to go get a specific thing, where he, he just right. said, I'm going to wander off and, like, reminisce. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I agree with you. It's like, he couldn't have gone to the sewer thinking he was going to go grab the the boat. Yeah. Like, that's and, not what would have happened. And then get bent over a barrel and chilled in the 50 states by Stephen King, metaphorically nice. speaking. Well, um, <laughs> I, I love that, too, because I was, I, was, I was watching it with... <laughs> now, now it is. Uh, I, was, I was watching it with, with John and Kevin. I was like, I was like oh, my God! And, and Joe was like, what? And I was like, that's Stephen King. She's like, that's Stephen King? I was like, yeah, it's so perfect that he's doing like the Stan Lee thing where like he's yeah. in the movie and like they actually gave him a handful of lunch, which is kind of cool. Joking about his ending sucking. Uh, I know, that, that was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, so, oh my God, that uh, one thing I always circle back on. The, so the kid that gets eaten at the carnival, the adults just yell at him in this movie multiple times. <laughs> And it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, James McAvoy did his best Billy Madison impression. Uh, Stay in school as long as you can. That was what I was thinking of when he's yelling at <laughs> The outside perspective from a lot of those scenes is really funny. Like, at the uh, at the restaurant, when they when he's slamming the chair on the table, and then they cut and they oh, look yeah. at the waitress, and they cut back, and he's just hitting the table with the chair. <laughs> oh, totally. When he's doing that, he's slamming the table. I was like, someone's going to walk in, and there's nothing there, right? And then she walks in, and he's <laughs> oh my god uh, so yeah, it's... well the best part about that was when he you know he screams at the little kid and then later when billy meets him i'm like was that the same fucking little kid from the chinese restaurant but like there's no mention of it then but then like half an hour later he's like yeah, yeah. oh my god the kid from the chinese food store he lives in my house and he's going to the carnival i was like there it is <laughs> yep Yep. <laughs> oh man, you know what's funny when he's riding the bike and he yells "Hi ho, Silver," uh, his accent breaks through and it's really yep. charming. <laughs> I always look for that when people are doing a different accent to see where the breaks are. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, here's a fun little anecdote: the actress that plays Eddie's wife is the same actress that played his mother in the first one. <laughs> is it really? Yes. <laughs> Wow. Which is hysterical for all of the jokes that they... All the verbal abuse that they give each other throughout the Wait, movie. are you sure? Yes. Because I... Because they have the scene where he has, like, the memory... Uh, well, not really memory. I was also confused about that when they do the thing where they're looking for their... Their, like, uh, artifacts or whatever. Because I thought they were all going to be flashbacks. But, like, those were all new scenes. And then, obviously, like, a bunch of those scenes were fabrications. So mm-hmm. I was thrown by that because, like, the one with Beverly, I assumed that was an actual flashback when she's in the apartment. Right. To the thing with her dad. Yeah. Um, but then there's, like, 
And and I thought I wondered whether the one with Richie was too, until Pennywise shows up in the middle of it, and it's like, oh, that's obviously not a flashback then. Um, but the one with Eddie, I was kind of torn. I, I still don't know whether it was a flashback or something fake, because then it like drops him, and he's like just there as an adult or whatever. Um, and then he gets attacked by the thing. You know what I mean? It's like okay, so I guess that was a fake scene or whatever. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like well, so. So it happened that yeah, that's what happened to him in that old time that we didn't see when they all split up. Was it? I, I, that's what I got out of it. And then he was going back to face that because they were going back to a situation that they had experienced. Well, that and was my taking something from the spot. That was my assumption, but that does still that doesn't track because Billy never does the thing in the sewer with with Pennywise like that. He definitely doesn't get attacked by a bunch of little baby hands. Um... But then they recreate his scene later when he is Pennywise puppeting Georgie in the basement. But that was at the end when they were trying to defeat their replica things, not when he's looking for his artifact. The only excuse that I'll give it is the whole going back to experience a thing was bogus. So maybe for it because it didn't matter, like it doesn't. Well, it felt like know. it was different for each one because the Beverly one plays like an actual flashback, or at least it would fit yeah. with what happened. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but the other ones didn't didn't all always fit. Oh, like, the so the Eddie one is definitely was definitely a flashback because when he goes downstairs as the adult, when he's mumbling, he goes, "Why is the curtain still here?" But wasn't that after he already saw the f- flashback thing? Yeah, I guess so. But I, see, I don't remember that being in the movie though. It wasn't in the movie. Okay, but then that's weird. But see, that that was my other problem with it, though, is that if it's not an actual flashback for something on screen, when did they have the time to do that? You know what I mean? Well, there's a there's a period of time where they they so they have a fight and they break yeah, apart. Yeah, I remember that. And there's a period of time you don't know how long, but they go time without being together. Sure, and but that's then when those Eddie, things happened. But isn't that when Eddie got attacked outside the house by the thing with the pustules or whatever? No, that was that was earlier on was it yeah because that, that was, was uh, i thought that was what scared him back to the group no that was oh was it no no that i think that was the time where he says so that's the thing the thing he experienced when they bond over seeing the clown okay because i thought time. that was because i thought he was the last one to see one no mike was the last one i think oh sorry not mike <laughs> so i have this note mike, i get I richie mike and mike mixed one. up I get Richie and Mike mixed up because the character that plays Richie plays Mike in Stranger Things. <laughs> Which is just infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, see, I just, it just felt like there was a, sl- a little bit of inconsistency with whether... Because, again, like the one with Ben, like it starts out playing out like a flashback, but then like he gets attacked. But then, but then Beverly breaks, and it turns out that she's actually Pennywise. Because he's the only one who has a flashback with one of the other losers. Yeah. Because remember, he dozes off, you see the shadow, and you think it's Pennywise, but it's actually Beverly. They have a nice But moment, it's actually Pennywise. <laughs> it's actually Pennywise. She starts calling yeah. him a fat shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then starts chasing him around. That, that actually was... alternated between horror and comedy. During that scene, like, Kim went, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, like, I was like, what the fuck? That's not right. <laughs> Uh, so um, just to hey. just to circle back for a second, I just look, wanted to look up the actress's name. Molly Atkinson plays Sonia Kasparek and Myra and Sonia Kasparek. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember that being. I don't. I guess I don't remember. I thought she looked more like the weird the woman who was a. Uh, um, also, I was laughing because she's 
oh my god, Eddie, it's gonna infect me! It's gonna yeah. infect me! Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a ridiculous, like, thing to be like, like not like, it's gonna eat me or, like, you know, kill me or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Like, specifically, it's going to infect me. <laughs> uh, I thought it was was weird and funny. Um, like, So I started laughing during that, and like I said, I laughed when it throws up in his face. Um, and then... I was laughing when Ben is running in the school and he runs and I was like, wait a minute, did he just stuff himself into a locker? You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, 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 that's like one of those cliche like bully things like, oh, they stuffed me in a locker. I was like, did he stuff himself into a locker? And then he's hiding out in the locker for a minute. I was like, I'm pretty sure that locker is bigger than my closet because he has enough room to move in all four dimensions. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. I was really hoping though. So you knew exactly how that scene was going to go down. You knew they were going to... They showed it, so there was a poster behind him. And then he looks out the thing. He's like, well, there's not going to be anything out of the locker. But when he when we turn the camera back, it's going to be behind him. I was really, really hoping that it was, like, one of the new kids on the block that was, like, like had, like, prosthetics on was, like, creepy and scary. That would have <laughs> been... And ch- then it's chasing him down the hall going, kiss me, give me yeah. a kiss, give me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, re- so they, they, re- uh, they reprise the line, don't go, girl. When he, uh, <laughs> as he goes, as he runs away from them. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, here's the thing that that's, I mean, you know, it's a movie, so we have to allow the story to unfold. But they, as adults, they have no motivation. Well, other than they don't want little kids to die, which is, a, you know, good motivation. They need to make a public service announcement. They need to explain what's happened. Tell the tell people, and then when they start to realize people like people, more people are going to die because no one's going to believe them. But when more people die, then people will get it and leave the town. That's See, what that, I was saying about the sewer. That's why I thought he could only get you in that space. That that, that wouldn't work um, because you have to remember that the adults are mostly entranced by Pennywise while it's all going on. Because remember mm. during the oh first right, because all the adults are terrible. All the yes, all the adults are terrible, but specifically. Um, talking about the medium by which or the vehicle by which they're um, entranced. That's right. Remember, every time one of the kids walks into the house, the TV's on in the background. Yeah. And it's the creepy children show with Pennywise brainwashing people. That's right. Okay. They're brainwashing the parents to be um, like completely like not paying attention so that he can feast on the kids. Um, gotcha. And some of that still... They, it was more subtle this time, but remember when the little girl is at the baseball game and she's like, Mom, can we go? And she's like, no, 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 I'm watching watch baseball. And like, yeah. as soon as she got up and the kid walked away, I was like, what a terrible mother. And my, and Gianna's like, could you imagine if one of us w- went to get up and walk away from Mom at a baseball game? She goes, she would have grabbed me by the ponytail and yanked me back to my seat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that whole, that, that apathy was, was entranced in them. And actually, from what I understand, because like, I read a little bit about the ending of the movie differs a bit from the book um, in that two main ways. One, interesting, I read about this. There was a whole article devoted to the fact that in this they don't do the real ritual of Chud. Um, there's apparently, there was literally an article, actually I think it was on the Ringer, there was an article of like how like It Chapter 2 doesn't fully embrace the weirdness of its source material, specifically in the sense that there is an interdimensional turtle. that. Yeah, I read a little bit about that. And that the actual ritual of Chid in, involves them, they have to basically make out with Pennywise. I oh, believe it's okay. described with they have to overlay their tongues and then chomp down. And then the battle of wills ensues. What? And at the end of it, once they defeated Pennywise, the 
I think that they're left with some sort of choice where, like, I think Pennywise would have the ability to come back if they don't burn down the town. And because of the psychic trauma over generations that have gone on in the town, they just destroy the whole town. So it's so deeply ingrained in the psyche of the adults who have, like, survived to adulthood in the town that they, they can't be broken free by giving a PSA. Oh my god, so they, um, they, so, I'm sorry, in the book they just, they burn the town down? I believe so, yes. That's hysterical. Yes. I, Which would have been, and honestly, I would have been really funny if it just ended with them standing on the outer limits, watching the whole town on fire. Like, didn't show them doing anything. Which oh like, my god. There's that only one been... way to deal with this, and then it's just a cut to the, like, the six of them standing on the end of the street, just watching it burn. And then, that would be hysterical. Yeah, well, I guess oh, it was five of them at that point, because now, Eddie is dead as well, which... Rip. Poor but not for Eddie. That was uh, that was sad. yeah. That that sucked. Um, somebody had to die though to to raise. I, I guess so, but I think I guess it lasted so long. That you thought we were that, gonna get away with it. Yeah, like it felt like with with Mike looking like he was willing to just concede, and then uh, Billy saving him, and then all of them mastering it themselves. You know what I mean? Like the the the, the doors and the the yeah. the replay of the basement and the 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 um bathroom stall and the clubhouse thing like they all kind of mastered their fears right and they come back yeah. and, and defeat him but it's like a Pyrrhic victory as Eddie also gets impaled and it's like well where the fuck did that come from after all that he was well, the one who's the bravest who actually takes the shot well the thing is what what I you know it's coming if you're because he goes he, he recites what Bev told him if you believe it can kill him it can kill him if you believe it can kill him it can kill him and then he goes to kill it and then when it works, he goes, I can't believe it worked. And you're like, oh, man. Because <laughs> now, yeah, now, now you know that's it's fair. not going to work. But uh, that, that was a real bummer. Um, also, like, it is really sweet, the whole relationship and, like, the love that Richie has for Eddie. And, like, that, obviously, there's, like, that, he's going to have that feeling responsible because he hit the deadlights. And, like, Eddie was saving him from that. So he's, he's going to have this feeling of responsibility over his death. Like, it's just... It's, I don't know, I thought, I thought that was, that, that piece of it, like, if they were gonna do it, that makes sense, because it, like, it, it makes it more emotional. Also, for a second, when he loses his glasses after they've defeated him, and they all go to look for the glasses, and then Billy turns around, and no one doesn't there. see anyone, I, I thought Richie was distracting them so he could drown himself. Oh. Because of the whole inconsolable thing, and then we find out that when he had, in the first one, started carving the initials into the thing that it was R plus E. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, oh, that's that's really rough then. Mm-hmm. Um, I was assuming that he was like, well, I really have nothing to live for now. Um, yeah. It was like, shit. And then like they all kind of have a happy moment together and it's like, okay, that's nice and all of them kind of find a way. Um, it's a little weird that, I mean, I know they kind of had their moment earlier in the movie. It's weird that we, I guess a little weird that we haven't discussed it yet. Um, I, it caught me out of left field. Although not as much as it caught my sister out of the field. Um, when um, Stanley kills himself. Mm. Um, because he like sits down in the bathtub and I was like, is that a razor blade next to his head? And then he's bleeding and my sister's like, what happened? I was like, well, he killed himself. Yeah. And she's like, wait, really? I was like, yeah, that was a razor blade next to his head. And now he's bleeding from his wrists. So, Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Oh, well, um, when I, when seeing what was going on, he gets the message and he goes take the bath and like the look on his face. I did see the razor blade and I just went, oh no. Well, I when I saw the razor blade, I knew what was coming next. I just didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. know he was going to succeed. 
Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I gotcha. Uh, I, I like what they did at the end with the letter to all of them. That was like a... That that was like that was powerful and moving. Like and and I liked the idea. I liked what they were getting at too, where he was like he knew that if like that they would fail if he was there. And that's yeah. no definitely. It's, it's uh, so but, dark, but to a certain extent though, it kind of felt like like that was tacked on in the sense of like oh I guess we didn't really address because they were like man it really sucks we lost Eddie and like yeah. they mourn Eddie's loss and it's like and Stan. Wait, so maybe this was them cutting Stan. out. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe this was them cutting out something. Maybe they had an entire other sequence where he deals with the thing from the past and gets his token. They're like, "Oh my god, we can't do this yet another time. Let's go back and kill him off in the beginning." <laughs> well, if they did, then they would have had to reshoot a lot of scenes. No, I know. I'm, I'm only like... I'm only kidding. <laughs> Also, I love that it was the shower, the spider shower caps. Yeah. And, and it, was it Richie? No one's going to wear those, and all of them are wearing That them. was a great scene. <laughs> that was really silly. Uh, one of my favorites is when Pennywise tells, says to Mike, are you going to tell him about your gazebo? <laughs> yes! yes! <laughs> that was a great callback. Ab- I had forgotten about that until he said, he says, it's a, uh, well, why don't you tell them, Eddie? It's a gazebo. And I was like, oh my God, it's a placebo. <laughs> yep. And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um it's funny cuz uh, like just thinking about like kind of some big picture stuff. I I remember there's a moment well there was that opening sequence right where there's the gay couple who gets hate crimed and then the one guy gets eaten by Pennywise, at least the one guy gets eaten mm-hmm. by Pennywise. And then the little girl gets killed and I was like, man, what is it with him? Like, there's so many shitty people in this town, and why does he keep talking to the innocent? Oh, yeah, that's right, Stephen King. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, um, Stephen King, I believe, watched his best friend die right in front of him when he was rather young, like eight, ten years old, something like that. And yeah, so that's why innocent people. Die. That will that will do it. That will set you on a path. It sure will. Um... But yeah, no, I remember having the moment until like the, the little girl killed. I was like, man, what is it with all these like innocent, unsuspecting people getting killed? Oh yeah, 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 that, that makes sense. Yep, yeah, okay. Because I'm like, man, like, because at first when the when they were hate criming that couple, I was like, so Pennywise is gonna come in and eat like one of them, right? And I was like, oh no, after all that, he gets eaten too. I was like, that's fucked up. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no, this makes sense. Or like Chinese food kid, that kid didn't do anything. He was. At first, I thought he was a piece of shit because I thought he was oh, like, yeah. fucking with what's his name's head, and he's like, "No, no, he was a fan." Yeah, like he was an actual. You don't even fan know lines from your own show. <laughs> yeah, I don't write it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Actually, let's talk about that for a minute because I guess it it ties into what I had been mentioning about the um, brainwashing of the town. I actually kind of, at first it was like it was a little bit. I thought it was a little frustrating, but I actually kind of liked the dynamic of them all forgetting because they left the town and. It's a it's a testament that they should really be realizing that this is Pennywise's work. Yeah. Right, that they couldn't have killed him because, there's, listen, they're trying to bury your past, but you're not well, burying that, especially at that age. Like, it makes sense now that you say it, but I wasn't thinking about that whole part of the of the adults being entrenched. Uh, that is a very that's that is key to the whole situation, and it should have probably been played up or at least a little bit more clear. It w- it was more overt in the first one. I think they left it to like, hey, you should remember this. We already have a three hour movie. We don't have time to explain this again. again. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I think that's part of what it is, and Mike still kind of explains it. Like, listen, I don't, for- I didn't forget any of it because I've been here the whole time. 
you guys left and you've forgotten. Like, like they didn't even remember what the scars on their hands were from. Right. With the exception of Stanley. Stanley and Billy are the only ones who really, really remember. Um, and Billy is kind of. And Stanley, he remembers enough because he kills himself. Well, hang on one second. So we find out... It makes sense that Billy... Billy remembers because he... No, I'm sorry. Billy didn't fully remember. Ben, he remembered more than the rest, though. I thought Ben remembered. Um, I don't think so, because... Or at least, like, they remembered that it was important, but that, and that they had an oath, but the, not what it was tied to. Hmm, okay. Because he's like, wait, Pennywise is back? Why the fuck wouldn't you tell us that? So why does Stanley... Stanley's I guess because he, because he was so afraid that when Mike jogged his memory, I guess it all snapped. That's what I'm saying. He's the only one who ends up remembering, right? Because he says, Billy, I'm sorry, and then he kills himself. Yeah. And yeah. Billy remembers somewhat because he, he, he's the first one to say the name when they're all mm-hmm. back together. Um, and he doesn't remember literally, but he remembers that there's something bad, um, Richie, because he throws up when Mike calls him, right? Right. Um, but he can't quite place why. Um, and the other ones are frazzled, but th- there's no actual specific memory of it, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, other than Ben remembering the unrequited love with Beverly because he still has the letter written, or the, the yearbook page in his wallet. Right. Um, but it's weird, too, like, right, the, not only did they lose track of each other, I was like, man, so weird. How would none of them remember each other? You know what I mean? Like, how would... None of them still stay in touch with each other. Like, he, like Mike calls him. He's like Mike who? Like, yeah, yeah. You got you. When you looked at your phone, it says Dairy Maine. Everyone gets a pit in their stomach, right? Mm-hmm. And then they answer the phone. He says Mike, and Mike from Dairy Maine should ring a bell, right? It should immediately be like, or you should be hanging up. Like it, <laughs> it's one of it's, well, what I'm saying is one of your six best friends. Like I would think you'd remember. Like, like okay, like fine. We haven't talked in thirty years, but it's like. You should immediately remember who that is, right? Yeah. Mike, uh, Mike Hanlon. Mike Hanlon. That does ring a bell. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a, in a very long time. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely some good memories attached to that name. Um, the, when uh, Richie hits the deadlights, that made me laugh too, just because of what he does with his body. What do you mean? He, like, goes, he, he goes like, completely limp, but he almost looks like... Uh, like you know those toys... At Christmas, it's like a reindeer, and you you squeeze it, and then it just collapses because it's like and it's like string that's not yeah, it's, taut. It, it's like the wooden pieces that are hollowed out with yeah. the string in them, right? Yeah, that's what what happened to him. Yeah, <laughs> and then he lifted up in the air. <laughs> Actually, you know what it reminded me of is um is um the world's end when the robot alien thing. I didn't see it. You had to have. I didn't get to see it. Really. Mm-hmm. I wanted Even to see it. After all the Edgar Wright stuff, I yeah, I still haven't. You'd... I no, I haven't oh. gotten. The, I, got, I haven't gotten to it. I was. I should probably just buy it so I could add it to my collection of his movies. Why well, just assume that you owned it since you love Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and everything oh, yeah. else that they've no, done? No, I haven't done. I didn't get to it. Oh, this is awkward. I know. <laughs> Something about <laughs> the end of the movie and robots. Uh... <laughs> well, now my analogy's fallen flat. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Not quite. Oh man. Um do you have anything else? Any other notes? Any other things you want to talk about in regards to the movie? I mean, I guess we could the ending of him being talked down into a puddle of a clown and then taking the heart out and then squeezing it was really weird and creepy and gross. 
Well, it's great because he says the thing about the like beating heart or whatever, and I just assumed he was going to start like punching it. Yeah. Or like stab it once, and then he went full like Kali Ma. Um, yeah, yanked Kali Ma. It, yanked, <laughs> yanked it out. Um, he and they they squeezed it very slowly, and it was yeah, it gross. Was, all five of them together is weird. Don't you just want um, to end this? Like, step on him or something. I don't know. Again, I thought someone was going to, like, stab it or something like that. Like, Also, the balls on, on Richie, he just runs up in there and yanks his arm off. That was cool. <laughs> that I was, was like, oh. That was pretty great. Oh, that's I, what we're doing now. I will say, they said it has to abide by the laws of its form or something like that. Its no, size. It was like, like, all living things must abide by the lo- the laws of their of it, their body or something like is that, or? is reaching into the body of a miniature clown and taking its heart out a is a is that abiding by the laws of small clowns well i don't remember exactly how he phrased that, that about <laughs> it's like like he basically said something about like his like protruding like beating heart or something like that where it's like yeah they could like see it and like he clearly turned into not just a deflated puddle but like he was a deflated air balloon Right. Like, considering the balloons were such, like, a big, like, motif, like, throughout the whole thing, right? Yeah. Also, I started laughing when they, like, got the whole, like, deadlights thing went into the vase. And then yeah. he's trying to close it, and it's just a balloon opening yeah. up. And I'm picturing yeah. them shooting that scene, because that has to be a practical effect. All I was like, picturing based on was, what was go- are you afraid of the dark? I don't know if you remember that show. I do. When the clown episode and the balloon being blown up out underneath the door... <laughs> that's what it was reminding oh, me. Of. I don't remember that one. <laughs> but yeah, is that a giant? Just a giant balloon that when the balloon explodes, you know what's going to happen, and you know what's going to happen every second. But I feel like you can only do one thing when a balloon pops, and that's go. Ah! <laughs> you, can, you can only Eddie scream. Like that's the only thing. <laughs> his scream is fan- that kid. His scream is fantastic. Yeah, when he's when they show you him walking down. Into like the the basement of the pharmacy, and when he bumps into the thing first, and like rattles some of the tools in the chests, and he goes, <laughs> and then trips and rattles all of them, all yeah. of the needles, all of the bags of everything. the IV bags of blood, everything. He hit <laughs> all of the things. <laughs> oh man, I I don't have anything else related to the movie itself, but I did watch a. Uh, you should look it up if you have a minute. Uh, it was Bill Hader on Conan talking about being in it. And they, they actually showed, I shared, Al, I shared with you a picture the other day of them on set where it's Pennywise and Bill Hader. Well, it's, it's Skarsgård and Bill Hader standing together, like, outside of shooting. And they're both hysterical laughing. And it's, it seems like Bill Hader's making him laugh in that, in that sequence. And it's just really funny. Because he's because it's like how scary they're supposed to be and how scary he's supposed to be of him. So it's like taking out of context. It's hilarious. But they they were saying that they had a lot of fun like on set with that type of stuff and like it was going around and people joking about it and uh, about how Bill's gonna ruin the movie because he's gonna uh, be laughing the whole time. And then he's like, I was told numerous times that I like they like dude, you gotta be sc- you gotta be scared. And he's like, I am scared. And it's like it turns out when I'm scared, I smile. So people <laughs> weren't getting it. And he's like, and he's got this big grin on his face. He's like, guys, Pennywise is here. <laughs> <laughs> you, should just, you should watch it. And then he goes, Bill Skarsgård. Is it Bill Skarsgård? Yeah. And he's like, he's so, he's like, he's genuinely, he's like the nicest guy. He's so funny. He's so, he's so great. And he's like, 
But and you'd be having a conversation with him, and then it'd be like action, and you'd be like, ah! <laughs> and he's like, and he's super creepy, and he goes, I was watching the first one, and as I asked him, I was like, how do you do that that thing with your eyes, like? Do they? Is that like a computer overlay thing that you do afterwards? And he goes, "What you mean this?" And he just does it, and I went, "Oh my Whoa! god!" <laughs> that was actually one of the more like like great recurring things, where it's like all of a sudden his eyes are either like the whole eye socket is like shifted around where they're like not mm-hmm. symmetrical the way it's supposed to be, or yep. like one eye is pointing up and to the left, and the other one is pointing straight down. And I was like, "Yeah, but how?" And why? yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's very weird. But uh, that's that that cracked me up. It's it's like a it's like five minutes. You should totally look it up. It's, also, him it's, starting it's so worth it. Him starting to drool right before he eats like a oh kid god, it's so creepy. Is never not going to be creepy. No, absolutely not. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. That's all for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Flicks in the Six at spintune.com or tweet us at the Spintune. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. And I'm Albie Olsey. Thanks for coming out. Yeah.